H2O is rare at my planet, so you better make sure you save all of yours. Okay. That's actually why I'm here. I'm going to take over the world. Wait, what? Are and you? your water supply, motherfuckers. Just kidding. It's me, Logan Michaels. How we doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm super random today, baby. Yeah, I don't know why. You better be ready man. for this shit. We weren't even drinking. Ah, I'm almost sober. Oh. It's almost. pretty good for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to what we call Third Fall Podcast. Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. You know the drill. Uh, yeah. Where 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 have you been, man? You know, I've been doing things. I had a big move last week. Had to celebrate Turkey Day as well. Yeah, if uh, you were an avid follower of us, yeah, we were gone last Wednesday. Had to move out of my apartment and all that jazz. And a lot of life things happening, so uh, we had to take a little hiatus. But we back, baby. Yeah. Better than ever. I'm going to test this thing. Puh, 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 puh. Last week was really bad. Yeah. That's why we better make sure we're testing this stuff. All types of puss. Lots of poof and oohs and uhs. A lot of these. That's horrible. That was the worst when I started recording raps and shit. Yeah. I would get like kill a verse, but then I noticed my my peas were just hitting the shit out of the mic. Like one time, the whole verse would be over, then you have to redo it. So it was tough. Until you got a good mic with a little. Like what you got on your mic right now with a little spit guard. Yeah. I had a uh, cover uh, like what you have on yours. Mm -hmm. People can't really see it, but we're describing it. And um, as I'm adjusting this now. like the foam thing that goes over the whole thing. Yeah, I had one for this, but uh, we were dog sitting and a dog named Hennessy decided to eat (laughs) and tear up the rest of uh, or. The whole thing, and I'm like, God damn it! That, have you seen Hennessy? Yeah, I was there one time. Big ass dog, man. God damn, for real. Mm-hmm. Big ass dog. Yes. Only like two though, but it was. Yeah, that was a rowdy little little bastard, huh? Yeah. That must have been fun. Old dog. Was too. It here for a whole weekend? Huh? Was it here for the whole weekend? Uh, a little bit longer, probably. What? Damn. Yeah. It's not Surprise too long, Buster though. is still alive. That little guy. <laughs> She didn't likes eat the other dog. Yeah, they got history together. But <laughs> nonetheless, we're just talking gibberish. Let's go over the show. Let's do it. So, uh, as I burp, uh, first of all is um, news and rumors. Um, we'll talk announced team switches within uh, NWA and WWE. Um, switches. Uh, we will talk um, second fall. Which is uh, reviews, or not reviews, but just breakdowns recap. of yeah, recap for the week. What we saw, as usual, a boob tube review, or whichever, I guess. Uh, and then third fall, we will do a end of the year uh, company rate, or I guess grading. Uh, like a year in review. Yeah, we'll be snobbish and give our thoughts and opinions and grade them. Shit. 
Even though we're not. I mean, on TEW, I'm a pretty damn good promoter. My, yeah? Yeah, my, my company's ranked number one. Dang. But I also cheated and gave myself like a billion dollars. That's always, uh, it always helps. But look what happened with AEW. Same scenario. So, you know what? Yeah. Anybody can be Cody Rhodes, right? <laughs> that is true. Um, I went from wrestling. I only had a measly billion dollars to work with. And so, like like I mentioned in, in the game, um, there's, like, different statuses that you go off of. And um, cult status is where I'm at now. So you go from, like, local to small to cult to national, I think. So you're, like, ECW right now. Yeah. To na- And what else is there? International to global, right? And so I'm, like, cult. And so... Uh, oh, like, interplanetary. Um, Do you wrestle aliens on there? No. They gotta evolve. They gotta move on. That know? is true. I hear they're uh, Do doing big different. things out there on planet, um, <laughs> whatever planet <laughs> I was pretending to be from before. Yeah, there's great wrestling, dude. Yeah, I don't even know. See what... some of this shit here. <laughs> yeah, man, they're like doing like. Well, the gravity's a lot lower, triple... so they're just like jumping twenty feet in the air, like a yeah. DBZ movie. Or and they're doing like triple Canadian destroyers. Damn right. They wouldn't call them Canadian destroyers, though. No, they would call it... Neptune destroyers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what was I going to say? Um, it was some of relevance to the wrestling thing. I forget. Oh, the wrestling game that you like so much. Um, is it... Uh, who is it? It's like Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Macho Man, whichever. All and, Stars? Yeah. Yeah, that's a dope game. Yeah, that's what they're doing out there. Something like that, if you ever played that game. Dope game. Fans. Love it. Yeah. Um, I guess we're talking too much. I had, a, I, had a, I did that way too much. Um, I guess when I was hosting out in uh, the CBD shop. What's that? Um, I know the show, but yeah. what were you doing too much? Oh, talking too much. Oh, you're the host, God, man. Damn, there's something in my eye and it's bothering me. Yeah, but I was talking like way too much to the point where they kept me like, Cutting me off with music. Oh, and I was shit. like, well, there's my cue, guys. <laughs> Skydro. I didn't even notice. I was there and I didn't even really notice it. Yeah, it kept saying, well, I'll shut up and here's the artist. <laughs> it got to the point where, like, I You're was. You're just trying to give people a breather and get things set up. Yeah. Ow, my fucking eye. Oh, it almost came out. Okay. Your eye um, almost came out? No. <laughs> Whatever was in it, like, you can feel it and it's kind of gross. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, it got to the point where I was like in Skydro's like song, like his <laughs> opener. I was like, here you go, Skydro. Oh, yeah. And he grabbed a mic and started rapping. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, that was kind of tight, but okay. Um, yeah. So should we just get on the first fall before I lose my eyesight? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Don't go blind on us here. But... <laughs> well, first fall, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And I just blinked it away just like that. We're good. We still have four eyes in this podcast right now. Thought we we're gonna lose one of them. Yes. But yeah, we, uh, your two eyes are working now. Functional. Yes. yes. Like For some good? reason, I'm like, what the fuck, man? I wear glasses. Oh yeah, I wasn't calling you four eyes. I was oh. saying my two eyes and your two eyes. Actually, I don't even see how that's Forget. offensive. Like four yeah. eyes is fucking baller, man. That means I can see better fuck than yeah, everybody. Dude. I just wish I had them in the back of my head. Yeah. Three sixty vision, man. That would be tight. You're so dope. Never get it would be like jump from behind ever again. <laughs> I don't even get jump. So it'll be extremely like useless for my life. Like it'd be kind of you could read it'd be, two books at once. It'd be actually fun. Right? 
That'd be dope. Putting one in the back of your head. You're like, what the hell are you doing, man? Oh, I'm just reading both Harry Potter, the first two Harry Potters in a row right now. Oh, shit. Getting all that information processed. That's like overload as fuck, though. Oh, hell yeah. That's extremely overload. Oh, God. I don't, that was a good one, though. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun. 360 vision. Just Wearing yeah. shades on the front and the back of your head? Yeah. You uh, You would freak the fuck out of somebody if you like put the shades in the back of your head. And they're like, oh, that's so funny. Then you open it up and it's like real eyeballs are yeah. peeping out of your hair. <laughs> I would do it like eighty style though, like slick it down. Like I have to be do that. Like I'd have to like chin up though, like when yeah. I do it. You know, you have to shave your head all the time. Really? Well, in order to see, you gotta have those eyeballs see through that mop in the back of your yeah. head. Yeah, well, back of my head. I would. I gotta get a haircut. I would. I need one too. I need to be sure. I have no hair on the top You're of my head. You're supposed to but... save all the hair you have left. <laughs> no, I'm supposed to shave that off, man. This is embarrassment. Cause this like actually still grow. Gotta go. For I like how we're not talking about anything about wrestling right going now. Going Kurt Angle. Be... See, segue, segue. Uh, Shaving your head. Got to do uh, it when it's time, man. Man. I think you could rock a dope bald right now. I always, I always have my hair bald. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Why have I not noticed? <laughs> Usually wearing a hat. Yeah, I guess so. It's cold out there for you. Your thin skull. Most shows, yeah. <laughs> Most like shows you see me hosting, I wear a hat. Um, even though I'm bald. I still wear a hat. I feel like that is the same. I feel like Scott Hall right now drinking this water, like while during the podcast. Just <laughs> so take Scott Hall is not water. Just roll out the ring the powder, and all of a sudden I'm like drinking out my cup. <laughs> hey yo. Um. By what the way, is fucking good. Funny thing is, he never really uh was drunk during those. When he uh, did that little angle. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. I thought that was giving him a free pass to be reckless as shit. Oh no. Cause he really couldn't get fired at that point. Yeah, they're like, uh, we're they're asking that out of him, you know. Uh, he did. He did come out drunk, like, um, with him and Nash, like when they did the little cannonball in the pool and shit like that, like at Bash the Beach or whatever. Like they were drunk then, but like that whole gimmick where he would wrestle or like just have to do any type of angle, he wouldn't, cause he couldn't do it on a full belly of beer. Or like mm-hmm. alcohol or anything like that. So I like, heard uh, he was smart about it. I heard when the NWO came back to WWE. And then they did an angle. They did the angle where uh, they're they like kidnapped Scott Hall and pouring beer on him, like Austin and shit. Where I guess he was taking some kind of drug that makes you sick when you drink alcohol. Oh, to like get off alcohol. Yeah. So that shit made him like super sick. It was kind of fucked up on WWE's part. Yeah. To not know that and to make him go through that shit. Yeah. That would have sucked. Yeah. And just to constantly bring up his addictions and shit. It's like, how is he ever going to move past it if you're booking him in angles where he's well, supposed to be an addict? That's why um, the reunion thing when Stone Cold had that beer bash with everybody with the Broken Skull IPA, blah, 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 mm-hmm. um, he wasn't a part of that. WWE told him to stay backstage. Good idea. You think so? After 20 years. Well, I don't know. Like, it's still, it, like, how I know addiction is that it's a never ending battle, it's an endless fight. Like, you're never just going to be like, Oh, all of a sudden, I don't need to take heroin anymore. You yeah, know, like yeah. I know I've worked with some people serving that were recovering heroin addicts and meth addicts and stuff. Yeah, and it's not like they don't ever they don't like decide to not like it or it's not something that interests them. They just know that it will suck their life away. Yeah, so they have to stay away. But Fair. at the same time, you're always gonna be thinking about that. You know, yeah, yeah. Like even just cigarettes is hard enough to be like you can quit, but you're always still kind of be tempted and kind of want that one cigarette because you had that one stressful day kind of thing. So, I don't know. I think it's best just to keep him away from any kind of temptation, regardless, even if it's just a little skit where you're, he's got beers and stuff. That is true. That and, is true. And with Scott Hall, you know it was a serious case, so. Yeah. 
I wouldn't risk it either. That is true. Um, so we will go into the first fall of news and rumors, and I will just kick things off by saying that uh, Raw announced team just with the announced switches that's been going on with uh, wrestling and TV shows and whatnot. Um, no switches in AEW, even though Jim Ross got blasted last week for saying Freddie Mercury never looks so Oriental. Yeah, Oriental is a very dated thing to say yeah. for an Asian person. Yeah, that's really weird. Doesn't come off very well. Very old timey. Almost racist type shit. So yeah, I wouldn't say racist. A, I would just like I would say, say racist, like it's, but it's just uh, could be a cringy of, word. Yeah, it, just, it yeah. gives you a feeling. Yeah, a yeah. feeling yeah. of offense. Even right? even he knew like uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh Asian uh woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Trying to recover. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Um, he didn't get Jim Cornette though. <laughs> no. However, in NWA, uh, Jim Cornette did leave as we stated last episode. Um, he quit because he said uh, that. You can't, can't handle my shit. I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah, basically. Motherfucker. And so he leaves. Um, and then there's... um Their new uh, commentator. Their new... Well... Stu Bennett, baby. Yeah. That's Is that what his name? Bennett? Stu? That's his, Stu? Yeah, Wade Barrett. Yeah, but bad Stu news Bennett. Barrett. But yeah, yeah, he is joining the NWA commentary. I like his voice. I think he'll be a great addition. Probably the best they could have got for that. Um, however, if you do watch NWA Power 9, the season finale, he is part of that. He is. Yeah. He's going to wrestle? He does. No. Jim Cornette does commentary. Oh, yeah, because Jim Cornette was on his last one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's on the season finale. He they quit. must record like a bunch in a row. Or not maybe in a row, but like in succession of each other. Maybe. Because Jim Cornette like quit weeks ago, right? Yeah. He quit like two weeks ago. But he's still on these recordings because they already recorded them. I think so. Yeah. And so like that or they just came back for one more and probably. Did see the Rock and Roll Express? That's my guess their because championship. I don't know if it's, I think it's live. It's on YouTube live, like it premieres live, but I think they're all studio recorded like beforehand. That okay. makes sense. But the pay-per-view is live. Yeah. Because that's what James Storms is saying in his Oh, in his, that's right. He was like, it's going to be live, so yeah, there is segments everybody's going to see what they're going to see. Yeah, that's right. That was gross. Sorry about your damn look. Okay, so, yeah, okay, never mind. But, uh, yeah, so Stu Bennett is a new commentator. Um, Dio Madden. Who uh, took a F five from Brock Lesnar? F five straight to hell. Hasn't been on TV since. Well, there's a reason for that. He quit. Um, Wait, he is, quit, quit, right? Uh, well, I wouldn't say quit, quit. He just was like, Stepped I don't want to do. down from the commentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. You said he went to the performance center. Yeah, because he actually originated wanting to be a professional wrestler. He's big as shit, like yeah. tall wise. So yeah, I don't know he if he actually does work. Like I don't know if he did a little He's couple. Like has any experience at all? Yeah, indie yeah. stuff, house show, like local stuff. Maybe. I feel like pretty much every commentator these days, besides like, you know, Todd Phillips or like the ones you clearly know, like Michael Coles never stepped foot in a wrestling ring, but they go for a lot of like the ex-talents. Like even Byron Saxon was a, <clears throat> at least tried to be a professional wrestler. He was a professional wrestler first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like oh. most of these commentators now have a professional wrestling background. Yeah. They kind of go through and it was more of a guest thing before those kind of wrestlers but now the yeah. mainstays are the I guess they always had their Jerry the Kings their Bobby Heen well Bobby Heen was a wrestler but Jesse Ventura yeah well Bobby Heen he, I think did wrestle but I know he did he's a lot been of in matches but I don't think he's, he stuff. wasn't ever a wrestler, wrestler. really okay yeah. okay cool I thought like he actually like wrestled for a little bit and then became a manager I probably because I heard he could take a bump really well oh yeah and he did a lot of bumps back in the day I think he did like 
I don't know if he was like actively like a singles competitor, but he did get involved in some matches in mm-hmm. the past. I know that for a fact because mm-hmm. he had like the uh, Jerry Lawler kind of wardrobe on with the one strap and shit. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, um, that dude just had it though. No one will be a Bobby Heenan man. No. No, I'm too short. Otherwise, I would be. <laughs> I think I'm a pretty good manager. Midwest Bobby Heenan, baby. Yeah, which he started here. Dude, if you can be half as good as Bobby Heenan, you're going to make it. Yeah. Which, uh, again, he did start here in Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, AWA, baby. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he wants to go back to the Performance Center and stay being a wrestler. Wants to be active. Which a lot of people I'm finding out, like, are starting to just make their own path. Like, Ciampa doesn't want to leave NXT. He's staying in yeah. NXT for, like, quite some years, I heard. Like, that's cool. Like, I wouldn't want to leave NXT either, to be honest, because mm-hmm. your fate is undetermined in the WWE. It doesn't matter how good you, good you are. Look at Ricochet. Yeah. He's just kind of swimming in the middle right now. They don't really know what to do with him. They're not quite sh- pulling the trigger on him yet. Look at Aleister Black, who was a fucking stud in NXT. Now yeah. he's just the guy that uh, waits for people to pick a fight with him. Yeah. Stupid shit, you know? Fight me. Shinsuke. Finn Balor had to come back. Yeah. Like, all... Man... How do you build up so much good talent and then just not use them in the majors? Which know, it's beyond me, man. Isn't Bauer having a run? Didn't he like do some with War Games or something like that? Uh, no, he had a, ma- a match with Matt Riddle. Okay, he's supposed to fight Johnny Gargano, but yeah, yeah. then Gargano got hurt, so then Riddle and stepped yeah. up, and then that's why they needed a sub for the War Games, and that's when KO came out to the do that pop was crazy. Really, yeah. that was a huge pop. Yeah. Um, which I don't. For some reason, all that's a blur. Like, I, I watched the Survivor Series. I watched TakeOver and. Survivor Series was a blur crap. for me. Uh, the TakeOver was. Man, I was in 10. I was locked in. Yeah. Didn't help. That I was, I was super high and I just was really <laughs> wanted to watch some wrestling. Dakota Kai is cool. Yeah, dude. That was a really good match. That first female War Games. I don't know how they're going to one up that shit because it was so good. Yeah, it was pretty Crazy good. that the two on four disadvantage. They still won Rhea Ripley and Candice. I love Candice LeRae, though. Like, they haven't really done... They haven't even made her champion yet. And they, now they're really pushing Ripley. So I feel like... Well, Ripley's UK know. women's champ. She is, ain't she? Mm-hmm. No, no, she's not. Never mind. Former. What's her face? Kylie Ray. She's a... Oh. She's a UK... The Scottish chick that was in the match, too. Yeah. yeah, she's a new UK champion. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. But yeah, Candice, she's had title matches, but she's, I guess... Just got squashed. They haven't. It's, I forgot, Shayna's had this belt for forever, and they're still doing that thing with her, but... Yeah. Who knows where that's going to go. Like At this point, you might as well maybe not even make her lose. Mm-hmm. Maybe just make her beat Becky or Bailey for the title and just become a mainstay up there and have to like vacate the title. Yeah. I don't know. That's what Asuka did, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Where her career went. <laughs> Actually, doing okay now, but she's before, doing time, she's a tag lost. team champion. Um, what have you heard? Anything interesting? <clears throat> well, I guess I just want to address. It's not really a rumor, but a little bit. Just the 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 Mara Ronaldo situation, because I've been watching a lot of things of just about mental health and whatnot. I watched his documentary, The Bipolar Rock and Roller, and uh, for those of you who don't know. Mauro Ronaldo missed out a few uh, the pay-per-views and few shows because of uh, he's kind of 
been dealing with some comments that have been made over the internet by Corey Graves. And apparently JBL bullying, you kind of informed me of that one. I only knew the Corey Graves part, but um, Corey Graves kind of threw some shade on him after the Survivor Series, or after the takeover, about his commentary, how he kind of like, in Corey's mind, he hogged most of the commentary. He said something to the effect of, um, you wouldn't tell, but there's a Hall of, or WWE Hall of Famer and a Ring of Honor champion that's also on commentary. They might have actually something valuable to say or offer to the table or something okay. like that. Throw yeah. a shade tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like, that's just not the place to do that. And you, it's like, this is your coworker. This is someone you know that is the most open about his mental health. And it's a very courageous thing to do because some people do not seek help. Some people don't know they need to be helped. He's very open and honest about it. I mean, this documentary kind of told that. And it definitely impacted me more after seeing that to be like, oh, I get why he's probably, it's something that's going to shake him up. Because like his colleague was basically calling him out on Twitter for the world to see. And it's like, if you got a problem with the dude, just <clears throat> do it privately. Why do you got to blow him up on Twitter about this and shit? And, like, yeah. and you know this guy's dealing with things. So why not tiptoe around a little bit? Like, just yeah. to accommodate for someone that has a condition, you know? Like, you know this shit. It's obvious. Just take it. Like, show some respect a little bit, man. That's just bullshit. And then he had, like, a half-hearted apology, basically. Like, damage control type shit in his podcast. And that's literally what he's doing. He's just trying to stir up shit for his podcast. And it's like, yeah, that's not cool, man. I get the controversy, crash cast shit, but you're just being a dick. Mm. JBL's always a dick, so that's nothing new. What did he do tomorrow? Did he just same kind of shit, Twitter stuff? Or? Um, JBL? Yeah. Well, uh, they used to do commentary. Right. And he would just bully him, like, off, off scene. Like, oh, off so camera. it wasn't, like, a recent thing? No. Like, like so. so the, it was the Corey Graves thing. So, so Renal, like, Renal, like, takes breaks. Like, is probably, like. He's gonna, dude, he needs to. Just it's probably, like, the third, like, stint that he's taken yeah first one was like jbl he's being bullied and so like he went to a bad depression and left right mm-hmm. but, so that's why i like, kind of like kicked jbl jbl off air and then like i guess Corey graves said that comment but like i don't think that would like be a reason to like knock him like you know like hurt him and, and leave him out again so like something just took over i feel i don't think i don't think Corey graves had anything to really do with it that's what the rumor mill is at least circulating that he has something to do with it. But some of that, I mean, it had to have rubbed him the wrong way too. And someone with bipolar disorder would cope and deal with things differently too. It's very hard to get them out of their lows, and it's <clears throat> hard to manage them when they're at their highs. You know. Mhm. Mhm. So I think it it definitely has something to do with it. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, someone with that condition should take breaks in a profession like that, where you got to be like. <clears throat> all in the moment and all high energy and everything like that. It's got to yeah. be draining. I mean, just to think of all the things that he needs to say for the show and make it fresh and innovating, which I think he's one of the best at doing it. I mean, yeah, sometimes his catchphrases get a little too cheesy for me and stuff. And like, oh, he's about to drop it like it's hot or something like that. But <laughs> some of it's hilarious. But yeah. I just think he, all around, I think he's probably the best WWE has right now as, as far as commentary goes. Yeah, he can dominate the conversation or the the commentary a little bit, but it's part way because of his condition. When he gets in those manic states, that's like a symptom of it. Is like uncontrollable talking and stuff. There, even there's stuff on the documentary of him just like reading this book, up, this magazine book, a lot like super fast, like almost incoherently. It was crazy. 
but like this is what it does to you man like he'll be like looking like he's having a good time just like flying around the walls doing all this crazy stuff and then there's his low lows where he's just like can't get out of bed just like sitting there just bawling his eyes out because that's what it is with bipolarism it's just something you should be aware of before you throw shade on your coworker on twitter yeah. yeah, or even just doing that period, like I think it's this period. It's actually, something like yeah. you should just say to the, like him on the side, like, mm-hmm. "Hey man, like, this is what I think," you know? Because it's not like, is I don't know, I don't know. It's dumb. That's dumb. Whatever. Um, John Morrison to appear on the bump. The bump? Oh, is that a? Sh- oh, that's that sh- podcast show, right? Yeah. Is it a WWE thing? I think so. Or yeah. the bump is like that uh, weird, like uh, Big Show was on it one time, right? Yeah, we were watching it for like a minute. Hmm. Yeah, what do you think is gonna happen there? So NXT, WB. He's going by John Morrison. I would imagine. Hmm. I mean, there's a lot of Johnny things that you could do, but they already got Johnny Wrestling now, so yeah, he can't be doing that Johnny shit anymore. So yeah, he's gonna be on there. He's confirmed that he's. You know, think he's gonna get his old song back? Yeah. Too much wasting time to wanna waste no more. Yeah. <laughs> I love that slow motion shit they do. Ah, that's great. That's funny. I love it. There's smile. It's, it's a nice little social media craze going around with the cutout of last week's on uh last week's dynamite that Jericho um, promo that he was cutting. With the cutout of Sammy Guevara and Jericho hugging each other. Yeah. I was showing you earlier with, uh, we had like the Muhammad Ali picture with them in the background of him knocking out, uh, was it Frazier, I think, or something? And, uh, it's all these other iconic photos with them photoshopped in the background. Gave me a little chuckle. <laughs> Good shit, man. He's got his finger on the pulse. When was this? So... If you idiots keep saying I want to explain myself, then you're going to have to find another guest to pop your ratings. If anything, the panel has some explaining to do to me. Twitter.com, WWE on Fox. Who said this? Huh? Seth Rollins. (laughs) Twitter, you're going to have to come to me. And then Jake Hager said, well, it's Wednesday, so those idiots are desperate. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but whatever. Bobby Fish. Um, oh, yeah. How's he doing? He got hurt last week, right? Yeah. Oh, and since we didn't get to talk about this in the podcast last week, God, I love that Keith Lee rocketing Adam Cole in the fucking third row oh. gif that's going out right now in viral. Love it. I had to show you guys at that concert we were at. Too funny. I could watch it a million times. For those of you who don't see it, go check out last week's episode of NXT. Adam Cole comes down during a tag team match with uh, between Undisputed Era and Keith Lee and Djokovic, or Di- whatever his name is. Not Djokovic, but something. Djokovic or whatever the fuck. Adam Cole comes down, acting like he's about to interfere, comes down the ramp, and Keith Lee, just from out of the picture, just comes in and just launches this dude. It is the funniest shit you will see all week, so please, please go search that. Like, stop the podcast and just go search that for a quick second. Come back. Because it is that good. Yes. Um, I kind of want to see what this is about. So, like, EC3 believes that, like... Seen, did he kill himself? Oh, well, it's very possible. 
possible he killed himself in a supermax facility when he's on suicide watch, right? Wrong! Wrong! There's absolutely no way this man killed himself. He had dirt on every powerful person in every position of power on the planet. Do you understand? Wake up, people. I know you know because you're following the meme. Epstein didn't kill himself. I know. There's this realers the kind of promo right now. Right here can be yours for $19.99. Just go over to k5network.com. Pick yourself up this little meme shirt. See what's coming down the pipe. Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh-oh. Hope. Is he selling a shirt that says Epstein didn't kill himself? <laughs> They're not paying him at WWE now? I guess not. Although I agree with that. I don't think he killed himself. But it's the first thing I've heard about EC3 in a long time. Yeah. And uh, selling shirts. I guess Epstein didn't kill himself, folks. Jeez. I mean, look into that shit because that shit's is he, real. Is he still a WWE superstar? Cause I don't know how like. Uh, I think yeah, he's still under contract. <laughs> Doesn't really mean he's doing anything. Man, that's just so criminal of them to like, not even release people when they want to be released or oh even being God. used. Like the fuck is that? Strangleholding their contracts and shit. What the? That's heck? not good practice. So reason for EC three WWE main roster burial. Interesting. I'm sorry, repeat that? So, at house shows, Hill Amber was cheered and EC3 was booed by fans. That caused him to be beaten under two minutes. God, man. That's talent wasted. I mean, I don't think he's like the superstar or anything, but I think he can do a good heel thing. Good heel promo. He's got a... Fits the character of him. It just fits his character perfectly, you know? Yeah. It's a cool character. It's a cool gimmick, but... Like this kind of... Meathead type... Rich kid kind of thing. Yeah. It's like goofy at the same time, too. I don't know. Very underutilized. I didn't give him a chance, really. Expect big things from EC3, is that what Corey just said? Yeah. Big things, man. Remember that skid he was in Raw in the background one time? Looking off to the distance. Alright. So, we're getting sidetracked. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked. My bad. Focus. Um, I don't know. I thought there was a little bit more news. So, hit that second fall, man. That that, right. that year review is going to probably take a while. So, yeah, probably. it's probably better that we end the first fall a little early today. Well, that was a bummer. <laughs> we got to talk about some shit. <laughs> Let's guess. go. We're not disappointed. This is a free podcast. We're good, man. I guess. I thought I was, uh, I don't know. That's good because we don't want to spread rumors. We're not the dirt sheet. Oh. We're not here to spread rumors. We're going to just talk about our wrestling, talk about things we love. I have no and idea. really talk about things that are bugging us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your stupid fucking face. Just kidding. Your face is beautiful. Thanks. So is yours, audience. I don't even know what you look like, but it's goddamn beautiful. <laughs> well, it's goddamn beautiful. I guess it is what it is. Sit down. Not much for Second news. fall. News sucks. Yeah, news is dumb. All right. So, second fall, people. Uh, it's a cage match. 
No. No. Just <laughs> no hold barred. No, wait, maybe. So WWE this is the match. Week, the, the weekly recap. It's a PG match. Weekly recap. Cap. Cap. Well, that was cool. Cap. We should like record that so then we just do that every time now. Yeah. I don't know if I can get better take than that, dude. I wonder if like how the hell do I do this? Like, first off, I have to turn it on, right? What's that? What are you doing? Uh, FX stuff. Sound effects and shit? That's dope. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Monster truck rally. Does that make anything different? Maybe. We'll see. Here, Here's FX. Whoa, whoa. Playing with our FX machine. All right. So, not a rabbit phone on that podcast. We'll be back with the second part. Wow, 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 wow. And so playing that back and really, we realized that there was really no special effects. Not at all. So we're probably going to cut that out, right? <laughs> I don't know. Eh. I'm just going to leave it. I kind of like our slapdashery, man. <laughs> I like this on-the-cuff shit. Keeps us authentic, you know? Yeah. We raw. Yeah. We're like a Wu-Tang Clan. We don't need to edit that shit. We want all those levels just bursting in your face. Because we're nothing to fuck with. That was uh, intense. Sorry, very intense about my Wu-Tang. Was a, you gotta be. Exactly, it ain't nothing to fuck with, man. I feel like you really have to be. <laughs> um, so. Have you seen their Hulu series? Hmm? Recommend it. Oh, no, I haven't yet. The American Saga? Yeah. Super good. Yeah. I do want to go watch yeah. that. Highly recommend out there, folks. For if you want to binge watch some shit, that's a good binge watch right there. Mm-hmm. You got the first ten episodes out. Excited. Most of it centers around Rizza because he was kind of the brains of the operation, it seems like. But uh, let's get on this weekly recap. Yeah. Cap, 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 cap. So on, for this uh, version of Boop Deep, we only got two shows. I, since WWE is fucking it's pretty stupid. pretty much just been AEW and NWA Power. Yeah. Which... That's the two shows we like the most right now. I'm I glad mean, that we skipped NXT's last crazy. week, though, because that, that show pissed me off. Yeah. Probably would have been more negative than positive there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I do wish we could watch both NXT and AEW before we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. We can't. We just physically can't. Yeah. Because they got to have a goddamn war. Yeah. You get FOMO. You just have both parties win or anything. God which, forbid it's a Thursday. The opening match wasn't Tuesday. so bad. Who was Killian Dane versus Pete Dunne? Yeah. And then I so flipped over halfway. Yeah. I think Killian Dane won that one, though. Did he? Yeah. So Played Pete Dane is, like, losing. Yeah, he's losing his he's matches. He's losing to just fucking Damien Priest, right? Yeah. I yeah. like him. I like his attire. It's kind of like well, he lost Kevin Adam Cole. Nash a little bit with the fringes on the side and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's a good point. Didn't he have a title match with Adam Cole? Was, yeah, and yeah, he, he lost. Was on a, that was a cool match, that triple threat. That was Survivor Series that he lost. Oh, he won at War Games with uh, him, Priest, and... Um, yeah, he won at War Games. Who was it? Priest, Dunn, Dunn, because Dunn had the title shot. No, I'm saying who's the third person? Killian Dane. This is Dane Priest Dunn. Was Killian Dane in the triple threat? Yeah. Oh. Okay. See, WWE is just stupid. Whatever. So, (laughs) for NWA Power this week, um, main event was the tag match: um, the Rock and Roll Express versus the Oh yeah yeah eighth 
whatever people. What are they um, called? I don't even know. The eighth something. Um, but opening up the match or opening up the show um, was Jesus. Why did I forget? I am pull up results because I am fucking stupid. God, I'm trying to think now too. I watched it this morning. Hmm. It has something to do. Well, the James Storm promo comes out of mind right now. Yeah, they did cool. a lot of that. They did it's a lot of like recap. Since this is live, baby, we live and it's gonna be no rules. Hmm? It's gonna be all out there for the world to see. Hmm. Sorry about your damn luck. Um, yeah, so, like, so this is right. Uh, so, like, it had an opening promo of, like, the question mark and him meeting, like, Teddy Long and, oh, yeah. like, uh, all these other, Love like. the question mark. Yeah. The one character they put no effort into. <laughs> it's the most over thing on the company because it's just so weird. Mm-hmm. It's so half-assed, but in a good way. It's slapdash, like us, baby. Yeah. And um, they actually mentioned his real name in the, in like this weird promo Is thing too. Monrovia, a real place? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's just that volcano island that they show in the background. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Karate. <laughs> and he's gold, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great mood is tight. They showed that. I remember the James Storm thing. Um, oh God, I remember and. Is it WWE that somebody made a stoop or just a flub, I guess. I think it's stupid just being a mark. But uh, I think it was Jerry Lawler, actually, that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, he talked about Asuka uh, spraying that mist. And he was like, uh, yeah, that was actually an old thing um, an old wrestler in Japan used to do called the Great Kabuki. <laughs> Not the Great Muda, which I just assume he's referring to because he did that shit. I don't know, man. That's funny. But maybe he got confused with the whole Kabuki Warrior thing. That doesn't even make sense, but... I don't get it either. Yeah. Um, I do like how they made lemonade with lemons, though, man. Um, they made it work. They have cool-looking attire and shit now. And they, they're working into their heel gimmicks pretty well. But anyways, back to NWA. Thank you. That's okay. Um, so, like, funny side note is that somebody kept spamming the board... Because on YouTube, they do have a chat board where you can just talk. Like, oh, dude, it and rolls stuff, in. I can't believe it, man. And it's just constantly rolling. There's no way you can even read one before yeah. the next one comes in. Yeah, and but there's one guy who kept spamming, bring back Cornette, you snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, as much as I listen to some of Cornette's podcasts and shit, and I think he's an entertaining dude, I don't think his commentary was that valuable. Like, it's not something they're really going to miss that much. Yeah, just hearing Cornette... Makes you think of NWA and old school stuff. So, like, his name's kind of synonymous with the company. But Stu Bennett has a better voice. He's probably going to have fresher commentary that doesn't have to pull 30 years of shit coming out of his ass. You know, I think I think this would be a good choice and a good fit. Mm. Um, so, this whoever wrote this is, like, pissed. They're like, the guy had some, or the guy said some at worst racist and at best extremely tone deaf and dated shit left a company over it spent half an hour of a podcast dragging yawn explaining why it was everyone's fault but his presumably caused huge and sometimes important chunks of video to be cut from your shows uh turning it into <laughs> or uh, uh turning the past two weeks into clip show mania 
and divided your fan base into offended people who don't want to hear. Jeez, I can't read. Offended people who don't want to watch anymore for fear of hearing racist shit. And reverse offended people who don't want to watch anymore because you fired the guy saying racist shit. And you thank him for it because they did release a thank you video to Jim Cornette. Oh, really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Um, you seriously, <laughs> please, sir, may I have another him for it? And <laughs> they want him back, which is weird. Why would uh, you want that back? Like, you just listed all that shit. Mm-hmm. Is that guy, he wants Cornette back? No. Oh, I was going to say, it didn't sound like he wanted him back. <laughs> but there's people who are like saying, like, bring back Jim Cornette. And, yeah. and he's saying, like, the fan base is divided by two. There's people that mm-hmm. don't want to watch because Cornette's so offensive. And there's people that want to watch or that don't want to watch. Because, because he's they, off the show now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they let Cornette go because he said the offensive huh. stuff. Predicament. Yeah. I'd rather have the fans that don't want him on the show, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Doesn't mean that if you like Cornette, you're just a bigot too. <laughs> I, I don't think Jim Cornette's actually racist or anything like that. I think he just said something that was super outdated and something that he didn't even really probably realize he was saying. Really, I don't know. I think he's racist. Yeah. Yeah, he's from the south. Yeah, he is from Kentucky, Annie. Mm. I. Not that people, all people from the lower there states is a are, thing, are like, racist, but being I a feel white like... guy myself in a small rural town, there's an inherited, trained, like feeling. You can get dealing with other races just based on like your lack of exposure to them. Okay. So like, there's an inherited racism probably yeah. in his upbringing for sure, being a little rich kid from Kentucky, you know. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I've seen him like on videos with New Jack, being all like buddy buddy. He's had nothing but good things to say about some some other black talent and things like that. Could be covering his tracks. Who knows? I'm not gonna try to no, defend this guy because I, I, I have no know. idea I've... who he really is as a person. He obviously seems like a dick sometimes, but as far as calling him like totally a racist, yeah. I mean, do you think Vince hangs out with his African American talent? Ah, that's tough because I think Vince is more of a racist than Jim Cornette. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, Vince has been probably pretty uh, shiver, or not chivalrous, but like has had pleasant interactions with his black talent before. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, he's probably hiding a lot of that shit. I actually heard like him and Kofi got into like a fight. Yeah. And that's how like he got Jericho Vince's told respect. him to stand up and shit for himself. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked out. He likes that shit too. I think he's just one of the dude. I don't know. He Vince McMahon's a whole different breed of person. I know, isn't he? He's, like he he he's, like, a, he's that straight up evil billionaire that's crazy, but also I wouldn't call him totally evil. I think he has a heart for damn sure, but. Still, just I don't know. Man. Insane, yeah. Insane. Just mm. someone that doesn't sleep that much, notably, and just some of the weird shit you hear, like rumors about him, like how he didn't—he was eating a burrito every day of his life, like during meetings, without knowing what it was called. It's one of those weird things I heard about. He didn't know it was called a burrito. He thought it was like this unique thing that someone was making for him for like years. <laughs> what yeah, crazy shit like that? That's what I'm saying. Like someone that like. So in his own world. And, like, he hates when people sneeze because it shows that you don't have control. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a notable thing, too. There's a lot of weird quirks about Jim or Jim. Vince McMahon. What is, how do you, so what does he, what does he do for his sneeze? I don't know. He never sneezes, pal. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I never sneeze. That means you're fucking weak, pal. Never heard of that. That's so weird. Control yourself, goddammit. So weird. Yeah, you got angry at somebody in a meeting for sneezing. Ugh. <sighs> 
Stupid shit. I, I, well, I can get that. Yeah. Like, if I'm talking, you sneeze. But like You make us so fuck. much money, I think you can get disconnected from reality for... I mean, a guy who literally runs his own reality show, basically, you're totally disconnected from reality. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah. You know, like, he's still got his mind to the business side of things, but, you know, he's got to be... Well, he's obviously an egomaniac. He fought God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, after that, like, uh, thank you video and all that recap that's been going on and all that blah, blah, blah. Thanks for making a racist comment, Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, blah, blah, blah. So then it goes on to the, uh, like this weird woman's promo with, uh, Melina. She comes out, she says that, you know, um, Allison K is too busy, like, uh, ducking and dodging her because she wants to hang on to the title, blah, blah, blah. Um, Melina's never really been a good wrestler though, right? No, she's been a good wrestler. Yeah? She's, yeah, she's just awful at the mic, which that showed over the last few oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, I remember her fucking scream. Do you remember her scream? Yeah, that too. Oh, my God, I don't even want to try to repeat it. It'd be way too annoying. Yeah. And yeah, I, don't I think it's physically impossible shit. for you. Was she on other shows after WWE? She mm. TNA at all? She or? did Lucha Underground. Did she? Not really. Like, oh. <laughs> how can I explain it? So, like, she just, like, interfered in a couple matches and shit like that and, like, came down with Mundo. Mm. I hope Eva Lee's gets signed to AEW. She was on a match once. Like, the Battle or the Buy-In or whatever, Battle Royale or whatever. I think she's... She got great ass. I think she's TNA or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. She's a bad bitch, look. though. Baddest bitch in the room, right? That's her catchphrase or whatever. She's cool, though. I really enjoyed her work in Lucha Underground. And Katrina, I think that was her name. Mil Muertes' manager. Mm-hmm. Don't manager. Not the best wrestler. But right. So, so far, it just says Lucha Underground, but Lucha Underground closed their doors. So, I'm not really The certain. temple is closed? Yeah, I think so. Aww. Dario Cuerto, what are you doing, man? Um, actually, that's funny. I love so, that show, man. That what, really opened the doors for, like, indie wrestling for me. That's why I couldn't, I, I didn't think of this. Uh, we're going back to first rewinding. Um, who was it? The guy that did Lucha Underground was signed with, I think, ROH. Like, kind of like helping out. And then that, like, didn't go mm. fast enough. Ring of Honor makes a lot of money for indie show quotations. Yeah, and I think they're falling they... off the wagons, though. Really? I haven't I haven't been like keeping up with them, but like, I, who do you know who funds them? Hmm? Do you know who's like the the main funders of that? Like, you know, like Billy Corgan doesn't fans. Power. As far as I know, fans. Yeah, because like they had like I that a company like no, they had that like working deal with like uh, New Japan, and then they have like a TV show on like here in Minnesota okay. would be like the CW, but that's on. But every like, show seems to have like one guy that's really financially backing. You know, the cons. Yeah, yeah. Billy Corgan. The Yakuza for <laughs> New Japan. <laughs> uh, that was the old Enoki days. <laughs> Good so, old Enoki days. Sinclair Broadcast Group. Mm, see? They probably make some money. That's right. I forget that like, like a multi-million ROH keeps getting sold from company to company. That's right. And TNA's got to be owned by somebody. Oh, yeah. Somebody wealthy because... To keep that alive that long through so many struggle periods was beyond me. Now I'm looking at it. Alive. 
What? What is T? What is TNA ETF? Don't know what that is. All right. So, um, anyway, the <laughs> what else happened in power? Uh, so there was a that promo with Melina and Evilise, and Evilise got all on her face and was like. Or, see, damn it. Got you all fucked up you now. did. Alice and Kay, and Alice and Kay got in their face. I was like, I was, I'll, or, you know, Let's slap the... Yeah, I slapped the smirk off you. Let's do this now. And then, like, the uh, rest of Molina's chicky poos came into the ring. Fanda Rosa, who was a UFC fighter. And got uh, whooped. Did she get her ass whooped? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. And she lost. She's, oh. only, she's the only one now. See, they didn't even show that. On the they little, did. On the YouTube... Did you watch the YouTube video? Mm-hmm. Oh, I must have been... Not so paying attention. So like they kept recapping on power, and it was like, and they showed like a news yeah, clip. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah. she lost. I think it was uh, through decision. Oh, that's not bad. It wasn't like knockout or anything. The fight. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Dude, anybody that steps in that cage, regardless of who even is your opponent, has mad respect. Mm-hmm. Risk your life like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Marty, Marty something, Bell, Marty Bell was the other lady. Yeah. Have whoop some ass, let a smack down on Allison K. Yes. Um, where are we at? Um, oh, so then uh they had um Aaron Stevens is his name now? Mm-hmm. Um Previously Damon Sandow Damien Sandow. So I thought this was weird. Uh Ricky what his is trunks his name? are fucking weird. He's got nude trunks on. He looks like he's just wearing knee pads. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Super though. weird. That was hilarious. I do like his character though; it's very comical. So Ricky Starks, who like was supposed to wrestle Colt Cabana for the national championship, right? Right. Um, Aaron Rex just comes out and promotes like, "Why is this?" Which is true. Ricky Starks lost to question mark. Yeah, dude. Wins like two weeks in a row. Hmm. They don't. <laughs> Nine question mark for I guess. the world title, dog. I wish so. That'd be lit. Um, it's gonna happen, baby. So Aaron Stevens. Uh, and in protest, then Cabana comes out and says, uh, you could be Stevens one-on-one, then you can have the title shot next week. Stevens didn't agree to it. He just sat in the ring and posed, and they okayed it. Just, what a little bitch move. I thought it was fucking weird. I'd be like, dude, yeah, like, this is my title shot. You can't yeah. give that away. Then he ended up getting the win, right? Uh, Aaron Stevens, yeah. came in, and he feigned, uh, Stevens feigned a leg injury. Yeah. Question mark came in. With the it power was of spike karate, there, yeah, and uh, got him the win. Yep. yep. So does that mean Stevens has the title shot now? Yep, that he does, yeah. and I believe into the fire he'll wrestle Cole Cabana. I'm just glad to see him on TV then, though, because I really liked. I thought it was highly entertaining that whole stunt double thing, or that he did with Miz. That was cut way too short. Yeah, they just literally ripped the carpet from under his momentum that he was building on that shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like his character right now. Like the whole, I'm this drama actor that's also a wrestler. Yeah. Only in professional wrestling, man. <laughs> you right. could be in other profession, but also a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> like Duke the Dumpster Drozy. Um, Mr. Dr. Isaac Yankum. Mr. Doctor. <laughs> Kane. Gwen Jacobs. Kankum, baby. Uh, and so with this here, we had the uh, um, finale, the main event. Um, Rock and Roll Express going up for their ninth championship run. We're like 68. Uh huh. Good lord. Still hitting Canadian destroyers. Fucking Grandpa, stop. Yeah. I'm going to put you in a home pretty soon, man. 
can't be fighting still. Right. Can't be wrestling like this. Um. They did it, man. Yeah. They won. Yep. Cornette came out, had a little celebration with him. Thanks, Cornette, for that racist comment again. <laughs> Apparently, they really appreciated it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It was cool. I guess I don't know. Do you think that's a good move? I mean, give you that little cool moment of like, oh god, we didn't see that coming, but at the same time, you did kind of see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Yeah. I almost kind of saw it coming. No, I saw it coming. Yeah. Makes sense. But so yeah, might as well give them one more win before they officially retire. Yeah. I don't know, maybe they're gonna be like Terry Funk and never really get up. I would kind of hope to see them win, maybe. But yeah, now they have to have another match, right? Yeah, so that's where um, the pay-per-view comes into play, into the fire, I'm They're sure. They're probably going to lose immediately on that pay-per-view. So this has got to be a one-off. There's no way they can like keep a steady like a steady flow with, with all these matches. But these guys that are that old, they probably need a lot of recovery time after a yeah. match. I yeah. assume, man. I would, I would say so. They're just 68 years old, you yeah, know? I would say so. Jeez. going in there and shit. Um... What do you think of it though? I mean, they're they they're not bad. They can still kind of move in the ring. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, kind of, no matter who they're facing, they're kind of like diminishing that other team. Like as much as the legend of the Rock and Roll Express is, it's like these old men are beating the shit out of these peak physical wrestlers. You know, and I know not everybody in NWA is this jacked up dude. That's kind of the point. Like look at Murdoch and stuff, but. Who the the two guys they were facing? They were pretty. Uh, they're not well known by any means yet, but they're definitely two prime athletes. You know, right? In their best shape, kind right. of thing. And it's like you're really telling me these 68 year old men just beat the shit out of these 30 year old dudes. Like that's the hard part to believe. I know wrestling's all about suspen- suspension of disbelief, but at the same time, having that realism part kind of just makes it feel more right. You know, yeah, when certain yeah. things go down. Because you can't be all just like, stuff just happens and what the fuck all the time, you know? Right. Gotta have a little bit of realism <laughs> mixed in a little bit, man. Right. Otherwise, Marco Stunt would be world champion. <laughs> Which ain't a bad idea. Let's do it! AW listening, baby? I wonder if, Good like, ideas. Jungle Boy's gonna get his win on Jericho. There's gonna be a roll-up. Gives him his first win. I say I don't know about that, because... I don't know about that promo. Like, I love that that promo with the with the list, the lexicon. We'll probably get into that later with AEW. But, like, it felt like literally the same thing SEU did just a couple weeks ago. The three people come out. The one guy kind of challenges them. And then there you go. Yeah. He's, he's going to lose, obviously. But I don't know. I did like that list thing, though. That was very old school Jericho. And then, um, so with the... Um AEW show. We'll just get into that because NWA Power it, was, it isn't that long. It's only an hour. So, give me a minute to pull up AEW results. Got my notes here as well. Looks like uh, it started off with the uh, Young Bucks defeating the Inner Circle. Young yeah. Bucks and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, it was a trios match. Trios match. That was some good shit. Um, uh, Dustin came out with some Young Bucks attire. Yeah. He's had the, the frilly pants and stuff. Yeah. Which I'm always a big fan of the frills. He was working that. his ass off tonight. Yeah. You know, who was it? It was uh, Santana Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Been, uh, dude, Sammy's growing on me a little bit, man. 
I just think he's a like I was saying during the show. I think once he gets past this like young punk kid face, which he has to do this right now because he is a young kid and he does have that face that you want to hate, and he's got like that 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 heat that he's got right now. Yeah. But I think they could, with years into this, once he becomes like a vet, this dude's gonna be like top contender. And if you can figure out a character that's a, maybe a bit more serious, but right now I like his goofy stuff. I love that that he he's very in tune with the social media craze of this generation. I mean, he's like going out there and taking selfies while he's doing a match and like yeah. live streaming and shit while he's getting clothesline. That's super cool. And I know he's like got a YouTube following and everything. He's He's yep. got a way to keep fans engaged and locked, yep. even if you don't like the guy. Like, even if I don't particularly like, like he's he's still like fitty fitty with me right now. Yeah, like he's still entertaining to me. Yeah, in a good way, but he almost makes me want to punch him in the face. <laughs> kind of thing. He is in annoying. A good way. In a good way, but at the same time, yeah, I just really uh, like the shit that he's doing, and I think he's definitely got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, big match feel. Came out with the jacket Dustin Rhodes did, so you just think he was normal. Uh, has normal face paint on. Hope uh, we got that jacket back. We were also talking about that too. <laughs> is there a guy that goes out there and like is in charge of everybody's ring gear and stuff that they take off during the match? Because if that was all up to me as far as like buying all those costumes and stuff, which I heard with wrestlers, they buy all their own gear. Man, I would be too worried to do my match, knowing that I might not pick up my coat because I'm gonna be so invested in the whole. The, the whole match of it all and the whole character and stuff. Yeah. I'm just going to completely space and forget to pick it up and then there it goes. You know, never seen again. Mm-hmm. You got to buy a whole new goddamn coat <laughs> just because you forgot to pick it up. So I assume there's got to be some, some I think crew there's member people, out there that's course, like man. cognizant of that. And of course. That'd be a cool job too. You could come back and be like, here's your coat back, Mr. Reynolds. Of course. Great. I think the ring announcer sometimes double as someone who like takes their stuff and puts it ringside. Um, I also think that, uh, oh, like, I don't know. If I worked for WWE, I wouldn't worry about it. Like, I know it is. Like, it's going to come back to me regardless because, like, there's people that design those things and there's wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's going to come back, you know? True. And then even if, like, say the janitors clean up, mm-hmm. they pick up that shit, there's probably got to be some where <laughs> they can facilitate that to come back to mm-hmm. whoever can give it back to the wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. But man, just pick it up after the match. That's all you got to think about. <laughs> but as, as we saw in AEW, that was not bring the case. wallet kind of stuff. Because Dustin Rhodes just left his jacket there, and then you saw, right like, Sammy Guevara and the rest of the circle just there. Like, oh. But, you know, that's just a notorious thing. They always just kind of leave their gear around. You never really see them go back and pick it up. Yeah. You never really see where it ends up, you know? Yeah. Um, so that wasn't a bad match. Dustin was working his butt off. He did like a plancha. Uh, did a Canadian destroyer, which all the old men are doing these days. Yeah. <laughs> but he did his great, dude. It was that was like quick. It looked fast. It wasn't bad, yeah. Whip that shit. It wasn't bad. I mean, he was flipping and doing his stuff. Um, they we even got a shattered dreams super kick combo. That was cool. Mm. That was dope. Mm. Um, I guess he's really happy to be working with the young bucks, like. Why not? It's a cool spot for him, man. Yeah. He's finding his thing here. Uh, yeah, just, he's, he's not looking garbage in a. No, this is quite the Twilight career. Like, you couldn't ask for a better kind of, like, way to kind of go out of the business I agree. right now. I agree. He's on, he's, I wouldn't say he's on top, but he's doing a great job right now, and he's still in the spotlight. Yeah, just being a supporting role. Yeah, he's like, doing obviously. a hell of a job with it, man. Yeah. Well, he's been consistent. 
Oops. I mean, nobody's been more consistent than Jericho, though. God damn, man. He might, he's, he could be on his way, or already, the single greatest wrestler of all time. I know it's a big statement, but who else has been bigger, longer? Like, who's been on top that long in their career? I mean, Hogan comes to mind just because he politicked himself to be in that top spot all the time. Yeah. But Jericho's authentically, organically just being that good. Yeah. That he's on top yep. all the time. Yep. And he's reinvented himself up team amount of times, like over and over again. Hogan did it once. <laughs> you right. know, he could only he had those two things going for him, you know? <laughs> but Jericho will come back, the new flavor, and it's just even sweeter than the last one, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Arguably he might have he might be the best, most successful superstar. I agree. Because he does so much shit outside of it too, with the podcast, with his rock and roll band. Oh, God damn it. Um, I just never Him and Joe Rogan, I would love to have their life. Either one. <laughs> really? Jericho or Joe Rogan? Hell yeah. Um, I don't know. Jericho seems like it's painful. Busy. Yeah, I don't know if I won't be that busy, though. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, yeah. God damn, when does he sleep? When does he rest? And Joe Rogan when does just he see his family? Yeah, Joe's way more relaxed. He can just be like, oh, let me just drive down the street to my recording studio. I don't know how far his recording studio is from his house. But he probably like goes downstairs. Probably part of his house at this point. Right. I would make it an extension of my house. I'm guessing it would be. It only makes sense. Dude, if I had fuck you money, I would just buy my studio, put it in my house, and I wouldn't even leave. Just literally have everything that I need in my house. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. <laughs> don't need to leave the house, order groceries online. You'll never see me again, baby. <laughs> True. Um. So in the next match, yeah. we had uh, Ray Phoenix defeat Trent. Phoenix defeat Trent. They're really trying to make Trent this uh, singles guy, I think. They're going to, I feel, a foreshadowing of the best friends splitting. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Mm. See, I feel like they're going to try to build Trent up as, like, this guy that can hold his own out in singles singles land. He won last week in a, in a tag match, wasn't it? Or no? No, he singles beat... against Pentagon. Oh. No, it was a... It was Pentagon. He did beat Pentagon, but he won another singles match against somebody else before... I think he's won two singles matches already. Oh. I don't know. Don't call me on that. But I feel like they're trying to make him more the star, and he might be the heel turn at the I, end. And that might get Chuck over a little bit to I have feel, Trent turn on him. I feel like he beat Pentagon in a singles match, and then he pinned Phoenix yes, in a tag in match. tag match. And then, then he Phoenix got match. pissed and challenged him to a that's singles right, match. That's right. I think that's what happened. Mm. Still, they're... They're definitely making Trent look like the one that's... Yeah. If, they, yeah, if, like he if has the team does number. move on, he's got the future involved, basically. Mm-hmm. The Shawn Michaels of the group. <laughs> well, Trent's been doing it. I mean, I, I honestly, Trent, like, well, Excalibur tried to say Trent has been a singles competitor for years. Right, But right. just recently found mm-hmm. tag success and best friends. But he didn't bring up his New Japan run with um, Rapungi. Punky Vice. Oh, he, did. he was tagging there, too? Yeah. Oh. They were a uh, tag chance for a couple of things, but Rapungi Vice was actually a really fun tag team. Um, why am I drawing a blank on dude's name now? But he did the theme song for him and everything. And now he manages Rapungi 3K, which is a younger group. That sounds familiar. Uh, yep. I remember seeing them on, uh, God, what do they call it? What's like the WrestleMania over there? Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Rapungi 3K. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Anyway, no, that's, that's yeah, anyhow, that. um, so yeah, he forgot to bring that up. But yes, Trent has done. I mean, he's he's past. been best friends with Chucky e. T for mm-hmm. um in PWG and everything else. So like, he's been a tag competitor as long as I know. But yes, he has done single runs. I'm just wondering if how long it's gonna be before they split him up. Because I just feel like eventually that's got to be a storyline, just splitting up the best friends. But at the same time, I hope they don't do it for a while because it just it's a good excuse to get Orange Cassidy out there. Mm-hmm. Just the way they tied it all in. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to like rack my brain of like, how can we get Orange Cassidy out there? It doesn't always have to be involved in a match because the dude gets a mega pop every time he's oh, just I out think there. He's fine with this what is he's perfect. Doing. Like yeah. literally, just have him associated with a tag team, mm-hmm. and that works. But if they split up. What's Orange Cassidy's status after that, you know? Yeah, and they would probably put that into an angle somewhere. Mm-hmm. He'd be like the moderator between the two kind of thing. Trying yeah. Trying to get back together, I assume. Yeah, I would say so. But he Maybe. The, the part of Orange Cassidy, he doesn't like to talk, so. Right. <laughs> you can't really get too much out of him. Um. So then Cuddy wrote Cody. Cuddy. Cody Rhodes. Cody Cuddy a promo. <laughs> yeah. Cody Rhodes cut a promo about MJF after I asked, like, what the gimmick was with yeah. that and... I thought he was done because at first he started with the um, Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny, Mm -hmm. which debuted last week, and they attacked him. And so he's like, week after week, I find myself like on the ground from an ass whooping, (laughs) which I find (laughs) it funny. Um, But he was like, yo, if it's about the, what's he like, it's about the money. Here's my Rolex. Uh, Here's my shoes. He's like kicking his shoes off. He's like, here's $50,000, MJF. If it's about the money, here it is. Come on. I don't yeah. really get that part that much, but... Oh, so what he was saying was that MJF said he'll never fight Cody. Oh. And so uh, he was like, what's it take? What's it Like, everybody take? has gotcha. your price. Okay. Like, you want my truck? Here's my truck. You want my money? Here's my money. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, what is it going to take sense. for you to have this match with me? But I, I like that, man. Like, the, the build they had mm-hmm. leading up to it, it seems fairly early just because AEW just took off as a TV show. But if you've been following for a while, like I have, with the being the elite and stuff like that, mm-hmm. when they first came on the show, that was like his his thing was that he was a dick to everybody else in the elite, but he was like Cody's best bud right from the get go. So they already kind of had you could tell this guy's gonna be a heel, and this was like a while ago too. This is before the show, or this around all in kind of area. So yeah, it's been a long build if you really think about it. Yeah, but it feels short just because the show just. Started, and you know? Cody pointed that out. He was like, "We all knew like that you were a bad guy. I knew you were a bad guy, but mm-hmm. you were my bad guy. So like, like yeah, you can be a dick, but like, tell the people not Go me. be a dick somewhere else, right? Like <laughs> that's my asshole friend. Yeah, yeah, right? we've been there. Yeah, so um, I got asshole friends that we somehow still love. Not a bad promo. No, dude, Cody's great at promos, man. Bringing them back. Actually, it was actually really good. Mm-hmm. I've been impressed with their storytelling at AEW, man. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even take much. Like, that's the funny thing. Like, I think WWE tries too hard. Like, with the Lana and Bobby thing. They try to make this big soap opera out of it all. But it literally could be as simple as just one good promo. Mm-hmm. Or as simple as some social media beef. Mm-hmm. Or as simple as just, like, doing something on being the elite. Like, a little short clip sets up your match next, next week. It's, yeah. It could take five minutes. Like, what they did with... Uh, Cody versus Dustin for double or nothing. It took a 10 minute video to build up this amazing match. Really? What was a 10 minute video? It was literally just two in, just an interview of Dustin and an interview of Cody just kind of talking about their family history like how they didn't really 
they kind of butt heads because they're so far apart in age groups and stuff like that. They kind of saw different things and had different relationships with their father. You know, I think Dusty was more there for Cody as far as like emotional support and stuff. And he had more of a strange relationship with Dustin. And yeah. Yep. So like they had different upbringings, even though they were the same family members kind of thing, you know, brothers. But literally in that 10 minute promo, it was done so well that it, like it made me amped for this match. And yeah. It just came out of nowhere kind of thing too. And it's like, finally we get this match. So and there was no, it was a 10 minute video. To there was make no it. other segments, like no attack videos, no nothing. nothing. Like it was kind of like, it was one of the last matches they put together for the show. Hmm. You know, because they didn't have the TV show at the time to build anything like that. Right. They didn't do anything with All In. Like, this was D- Dustin's first match in a- AEW, technically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Just kind of a 10-minute video. It's all it took. Just Interesting. Just being the Elite sketch. And it was good, man. They, they found a way to do it concisely. That's the best part about it. They don't have to drag it out for weeks on end, like this goddamn Rusev angle. We keep going back to that. But, like, now they're just doing the same thing. Yeah. Where, like they got this restraining order. Rusev comes in, beats them up, goes away. Like they're probably gonna do that for quite a while now, until yep. they finally squash it. Uh, the hope is that TLC. Let's see. So, uh, two promos. Uh, Joey Janela talks about um, mm-hmm. how Moxley has to kill him before he, you know, if he wants to beat him, blah blah blah. You know, you but kill like, me, man. but like, what was funny is like he was uh, just being silly, you know. And so then that's when Moxley comes in. He's like kids and walks mm-hmm. off. Took one word. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got to talk about the Dark Order promo, too. Which was after that. Which is dope. Um, it's kind of funny. Maybe they're listening to us, dude. Because I remember specifically bit, like, complaining a little bit about how we just don't know anything about these guys. They seem like they should have a backstory, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And now we just got to give it some time, man. Maybe we were a little too hasty with some of their storytelling and things like that. Like trying to ask for too much. And only a two-hour show, but they are getting around to it, and now they're kind of building like this cult-like thing. Um, I kind of get—I I don't really get the other dude's attire quite yet. That bald dude with the face paint, but that's like his first pupil. Like we get why he's so much better than the, those other little minions in the mask because was it? What's his name again? I wanted to say Oracle Uno. Shout out Oracle uh, Uno. Evil Uno. <laughs> evil Uno. Yep. Um, yeah, that was like he's like the the cult leader. Shit like that. I don't know. I think it's really cool. That's I don't cool get game. how he is, but maybe I'm just uh, biased because I'm always interested in like cults and things like that. But at least they're given a purpose. You know, it has a purpose to it now. Yeah. Now it's got some legs under it, and we can start growing this whole thing. So. Facts. Uh, so they showed a promo video. This is basically the setup here. Um, now it rolls attacks. Uh, leave abates. Um, mm-hmm. At a meet and greet, smashes her head into the table. Shh. What? <laughs> She's a librarian. Oh. <laughs> Threw you off a little, didn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet. Did tell me off. Damn. Okay. So, Weaver Bates gets her head smashed into oh, the table. This is like AMSR a little yeah. bit. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so she gets her head smashed into the table. No way. Yeah. And so she challenges her to a match at AEW Dynamite. Okay. And Weaver Bates, uh, Wrestles Nyla Rose, but then like gets beat, and Peter Avalon gets beat too. That's right. Well, yeah. Both their asses. Yeah. Like beats him up, and then like after the match, uh, they poked fun at WWE because um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker was at NXT, and they was like, hey, uh, that's Adam Cole's girlfriend, and 
Harper said the same thing. Hey, that's Adam Cole's girlfriend. That's good shit. Yeah. We're still whispering, are we? Yeah, because well, we're almost done, though. Okay. So, after the match, um, uh, Nyla Rose power bombs the referee through the table. And Rick Knox. Yeah, Rick Knox. And then, yeah, and then the girl that she just beat. So some girl ran down to attack her. I forget her name. Shayna. Shayna ran down, yep. And then got power bombed yeah. onto the referee. That got power bombed to the table. And then that was the end of that segment. And then they got to commercial, right? Yep. But actually that happened during the commercial break. Yeah. So and then, then we gotta talk about the goddamn nightmare collective. Well, yeah, because that right? was a little bit weird. Is that what happened after? Oh, dude. I don't well, know. no, like, what, uh, what happened? So, no, afterwards it was um the Chris Jericho promo. Ah, yes, we can get into this. He didn't whip out the list yeah. of Jericho. It was the lexicon yeah. of Le Champion. <laughs> Great shit. Call back to that, and he was basically list- listing off all the people. And he will not face for the AEW championship or no longer wrestle for the rest of the year until ni- 2019 is over. And he was just, he named Moxie like five times in there <laughs> just to get the point across of yeah. what he was really trying to say. Yeah. But man, he was good, man. He was just naming off like, uh, what was it? Darby Allen and Alan Page and like all these other like, like obscure references to like musicians or. Hollywood actors and shit. It was so good, man. What yeah, was it was funny. Uh, evil Uno. Uh, evil Earth. What was it? Something oh, dose. Evil hateful Trace. Hateful yeah. Trace, man. It was so <laughs> good. Devil Dose or something like that. Hateful Trace. <laughs> something like that. It was, it was funny. It was, it was really Honestly. good. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just reminded me of like when he did the 1,004 holds with D-Malenko. Armbar. just like, armbar over and over again. Yep. Good shit. This is so then. Uh, I'm gonna pull on old things and making them new too. Lucha or Jungle Express, I guess, comes out. Marco Stunt. Oh yeah, that. Jeez, Lucha. <laughs> but uh, Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Yeah. Lucha comes. Uh, Luchasaurus comes out. They're uh, talking first, right? Um, Saying something about like. Yeah. Well, didn't well, he call him Dinosaurus too? Jericho? Yeah, because he was like also on the list as yeah. Dinosaurus. And he was like, Burp. is that how I sound to you? <laughs> he was like, Bruh. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's That's how like, you think we sound? I'll have you know that I have a master's degree in yeah. <laughs> medieval, yeah, uh, medieval times or some shit. And so I keep... he was like, it doesn't surprise me that dinosaurs are on your list. We've been marginalized for sixty-five million years. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was kind of funny. Good shit. And so then. Uh, <clears throat> He was like, so if uh, uh, Marco stunts out because he's on the list or the mm-hmm. lexicon, uh, Marco stunts on the lexicon and Luchasaurus or Dinosaurus is on the lexicon, uh, that leaves one person out of the three-man group, and that leaves Mark or uh, 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 Jack Perry. <laughs> Mark Perry. Jumping Jack Perry. Yeah, Jungle Jack Perry. Goddamn. Um, Lucha Boy or Jurassic. G- Jesus. Lucha I'm, Bo- wow. <laughs> I am fucking Jim Ross tonight. Up. It's Lucha Boy and that guy, Jurassic Man, yeah, Saurus. The, the Jungle Perry Boy. <laughs> and that one. He gets a, not a title shot, but just a match. I thought um, it was a title shot. I don't think so. 
Yeah, probably just that could be a title shot. Maybe. On December 18th, he said. Mm-hmm. It's a deal. We shook hands. <laughs> he called him a piece of shit with it, though. It was funny. That's right. Gotta throw those extra words, curse words out there, man. Make it serious. Gotta take advantage of your TV 14 rating. Gotta be edgy, huh? Yeah. That's why we say fuck all the time. It doesn't say... Shit. Whoa. It doesn't say if it's... um. I think it's just me that says For that. the title. Yeah? Either way. Be so, cool match. this is the one that we're talking about here. Uh, Chris Statlander defeats uh, Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida is the number one she contender. Was the number one contender. This one threw me off, man. You usually, like, you know, put in my notes. I usually wait till after the match, but I was so confident Shida was going to get a win. I was like, all right, Shida defeats Stratlander or whatever. It's only the second time I think we saw Stratlander on the show. Mm-hmm. They put her over, man. Well, at least a little over. So, um. Gets the win. After the match, um, Brandy Rhodes and uh, Welfare Queen comes it's out. Six million ways to die. Choose one. And um, comes out with that knife again. That's pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're doing this Dark Order type thing. Yeah. That's the weird thing to me. It's like, all right, you're building this Dark Order sketch, skater storyline, and you're kind of doing the same thing but with uh, Brandy Rhodes, you know? That's like making a Ghostbusters sequel with all the dudes and that female remake at the same time. Why would that happen, you know? Yeah. I don't know, because now she's sound like a cult leader. Being she like, is. pledge yourself to the Nightmare Collective. <laughs> and that's her new name, Nightmare Collective. And like she's trying to be the top heel of the women's division while her husband is the top face. Kind of... Kind of odd. Well, we just know that she broke away from Cody Rhodes and just decided to do her own thing. Yeah, they haven't really like been together on the show in a while, which is cool. Whatever, yeah. like, take your creative control and do what you want with it. But um, yeah, that's good too, because like they don't always have to be this power couple or anything like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But it's just weird. It kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, they barely. I mean, usually they're good about their concise storytelling, but this one might have needed a bit more of a. Uh, maybe just uh, showing that Brandy kind of became unhinged. Like I, all of a sudden she was unhinged, right? Yeah, like, like maybe the, the stress of like her husband going crazy, but then like, like that a match explain. that made her go insane or something. I don't know. Like, but that yeah. wouldn't explain much, so I don't know. Because they they show her on skits and she's fine. You know, like if it's anything that like that build up to Cody's championship match, she was normal. You know, mm-hmm. and I get it because we know that they have personal lives because they. They do a good job at showing the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, so we can kind of make that split difference between their character and who they are in real life. But it just throws you off a little bit. I, I like it though; it's a good pace. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm optimistic to see how this thing goes because I like Austin Kong and I think Brandy Rhodes great. But I just don't know if they need this whole collective thing. And they had some random lady in the crowd get her head shaved. Yeah, they didn't really shave her head all the way. That was the weird part because like. They cut Guy her ponytail. Clip, they got clippers. Yeah, they cut the ponytails, but then they brought clippers. Mm-hmm. She was going to ham on the front there. Yeah. But it, I thought like they're going full buzz cut, but well, it just looked like she gave her an actual haircut. I wouldn't want no. Uh, I wouldn't want to sit there and just wait. Um, that would take forever. Or like if I'm a fan and doing it during the commercial. Like you did what you did. Now go clean her up in the back. Like fine. Yeah. So they did what they were supposed to do. They shaved her head. They showed a point, and then she just went in the back and got it fixed. Yeah. You think that was a good idea to do it during the commercial? 
kind of took you out of it. Yeah, it was a bit weird because it was like yeah. silence. Yeah. Um, however, her name is. Um, oh, she's got a name. Yeah, she confirmed that she signed with AEW. I'm trying to read her name. They didn't give her any intro at all. Like I thought it was literally some random person. Maybe that's the angle they're trying to do. Maybe. Like an obsessed fan being like, take me under your wing. See how it goes. I'm trying to see here because what I had in the notes wasn't there. Still nothing. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> loading, loading, loading. Yeah, right? Um, Crash. Failure. Okay. So I guess we'll have our name next week where I'll just keep it. The looking. girl with no name. But I did read somewhere like about her her little thing thing. <laughs> thank, thank. So what happened after that? Uh, Pentagon versus Christopher Daniels. Yep. Kind of a, another... Singles match between tag wrestlers. Who do you think is like the better, the more over wrestler between the Lucha Bros? Like, who do you say is the more popular one? Pentagon. I would say the same. Phoenix is. As far uh, as in ring ability, I mean, they're close. Well, they're both different. Yeah. Pentagon's more all around, I say, with his work. Nah. I would say Pentagon's more the old school. Like suplex you fold you yeah, up type more diet. technically sound. Yep, and then Pentagon is more aerial. Aerial for or sure, Phoenix. Dude. Phoenix is more aerial. Sure, yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, I fucking artist so with those ropes, man. Horrible. Hey, you got me fucked up now. Ha! But yeah, see, that's the hard thing. He's kind of like the. That's why I thought that you know the Hardy Boys comparison was kind of nice because like Phoenix is that Jeff Hardy, that dude that's like out there launching around, but Pentagon's more, more grat like down to the mat, you know. Mm-hmm. Doing more mat work and doing those spots that kind of gets the crowd going, like those uh, the arm break and slaps and shit. Yep. Um, and then there was a promo with the uh, Bunny Butcher and Blade. Pentagon wins, by the way. We didn't expose oh. that. Whoops. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that's right. Smokes him with a pile driver, and then like you see like Christopher Daniels like mouthing off like during the pinfall. I'm like, holy He's crap! Like, you broke my neck. <laughs> yeah, goddamn it, you did it again. Damn package pile driver, dude. That's an insane move. Because he took one on the head. Last one. Barely. Just barely. But he took one. He was out for like a whole ass month. Oh, for, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Didn't Kevin Owens do that package pile driver for a while, too? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't look Smoked, uh, um, El Generico. Oh, yeah? Through a ladder. With that shit? Yeah. Oh, damn. You know who El Generico is, right? Yeah, that's uh, Sami Zayn. Yeah. So, like, they had a big, I like, good farewell match at, like, ROH, and it was, like, a ladder match, and they put one up in between the two ladders, and he hit the package pile driver on the uh, dope. ladder that was bridged in between the two other ladders, and it broke in. Uh, do you remember when you could create special moves in WWE 2K? Yep. Like finishers? Yep. I had a dude from Manhattan named King Cardoso. He was, like, my king. Gave okay. Me a character. And he did a... Finish you move like that. It was a 360 uh, package pile driver. Like he'd go up, lift him up, oh. and do like a little 360 twirl, I think. And then I just remember custom making this type of package pile That's driver. Tight, yeah. And I think he did like a little top beforehand and shit. But I called it the Manhattan Project because it kind of looks like a little nuke bomb going off when you <laughs> fucking drive that shit in, man. 
Dang, that's messed up. Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project. That's such a cool name. Um, then we got the main event after they uh, Butcher Blade and Bunny said they were going to cut the snake off the head, which means Cody. Is that his penis? Maybe. The head off the, the snake off the head. Is that what you really said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired, Your man. Ass backwards. Jesus. Back asswards. Yeah, I'm stupid today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Cuts the head off the penis snake. Whoa. All right. Then, what? <laughs> so after uh, Lorena Bobbin made her uh, guest appearance, John Moxley featured or wrestled featured. Featured. Jesus. <laughs> Get it together. John Moxley wrestled Joey Janela, and um, John Moxley won. Janela sport new trunks. I think the other ones were just so leathery that they must have shrunk in the wash to beyond <laughs> where his ass would just hang out 24-7. Yeah. He didn't come out walking like he had a diaper full of shit. Yeah. Learning, man. <laughs> no, I like Joey, though, as much as I give him shit yeah. about being a discount Chris Jericho. But <laughs> I make fun of him. He's great. I, I hear him talking in the documentary, and he sounds like he just got beat over the head with, like, chairs 80,000 times yeah and i'm just like holy crap hard to hold the thought when you get constantly concussed <laughs> i started wrestling at 15 and i was like whoa it was okay yeah i i lied and said that i was a wrestler and they believed me and i just started wrestling at 15 that's so fucked up that actually happened yeah <laughs> that's the true story Imagine, um, like, I think I heard um, Spielberg did the same. With oh, really? Directing. Yeah, he, like, literally walked into some director's empty office and answered the phone like he was that dude. Whoa. And, like, finagled his way, smooth-talked his way into actually getting hired. Wow. Yeah. Confidence, man. <laughs> it's crazy. That's nuts. Just, just imagine, like, walking into some job and just being like, yeah, I do this all the time. <laughs> just hire me up. I mean, I've had friends lie on their resume and then get the job and then still end up working there still. So, like, yeah. sometimes you just need to lie to prove yourself. But <laughs> I, I guess know. so. That's so funny, though. It's just like walking into, like, a fucking... I can't think of a good comparison right now. <laughs> God damn it. Like, uh, you know, being president of the United States. Just walking on stage at a concert being like, yeah, I suppose I'm booked tonight. You know, and you just do a whole set oh, yeah. and you kill it, you know? Mass transit. Yeah, there you go. I'm a wrestler. Cut me deep. Yeah. Cut me so deep that I'm going to go into shock. Yeah. Because of all the damn blood. Why would you ever step into the ring with fucking New Jack? Well, Even as a trained professional, I wouldn't I don't dare. think anybody knew he was that fucking crazy then. Oh, yeah. Because there wasn't as many viral videos out there. You know, you couldn't just Google him. And watch him stab somebody 20 times with a knife inside of the ring. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, New Jack uh, scared me. And then Paul Heyman continued to let him work for like years after that. And then like represented him at court. Yeah? Yeah. Good guy. But main event. Mox would be Janela. That's right. Jericho comes down to the ring. Or not the ring, like comes out through the crowd and they just stare at each other to end the show. 180 from where they were last week. Yeah, because last week Mox you did see that. Yeah. Give him the old stare down. Yep. It's cool. It's like that. Good way of storytelling. Yeah. Kind of like give it back at you, you know? Absolutely. Hey, you down now, punk. <laughs> stupid idiot. So, speeding things along here quickly, we're yeah. just going to do a bowl run. I'm going to drink some water, and then we're going to get to the third fall, which is what we think yeah, is yeah. our 2019 
company uh, ranking or gradings. We don't say rankings, grading. Uh, so, after way, we'll tell you guys what we think of each company. The three companies here in the U.S., um, um, NWA, WWE, and AEW. TNA Impact doesn't count. So, neither is uh, New Japan. Can we have NXT as like a separate brand? They kind of feel like it. And they would get a way better grade than what I would grade Raw or SmackDown. No. Can we just break up the shows? (laughs) No. So, third fall. We'll be back. Mm, Shortly. (laughs) Mm, Like a second. Mm, Like now. Oh, wait, what? what? Give it two seconds. Okay. Okay. Uh, Go get your water. We're good. Uh, And here's the cover now. Third fall started, baby. <laughs> it started in here. You already hit recording, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Let's get it started in here. Let's get to You miss Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, but the old Black Eyed Peas. I could do a whole thing in the Black Eyed Peas. You know what? Actually, I think I'll elaborate on a separate episode of my Totally Pulpery podcast once I get that started. On just how much the Black Eyed Peas has brought me up and disappointed me at the same time. Because I loved their old school Ella Funk album, Monkey Business, all that shit was my jam. Yeah. And then when they came back to reunite for those just for-profit albums, oh my god, it was not the Black Eyed Peas that I knew. It was like literally the Black Eyed Peas, if their souls were sucked out of them. And came back to just make a commercial band. That's mm. what they came back like. And it's like, it's Black Eyed Peas without any of the, the soul. Mm. Any of like, the sense of unity between them and shit too. Yeah. Because, you know, at that point, they obviously must have separated for reasons. You know, everybody trying to do their own solo things and just probably egos clashing and whatnot. That's for another time. Mm. <laughs> right. I'll get into that in the future. <laughs> but yeah, man, did you like the Black Eyed Peas? I did. Um, I liked their older stuff, and then their when they like sold out and went pop. I don't. Yeah, dude, they sold out like crazy, man. Yeah. They had a song with James Brown on Monkey Business called "They Don't Want Music." They don't know how to use it. All they want is that boom, 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 saying that like all beats are just like these high sub like commercial or not even like commercialized, but just oversaturated beats that are just like it all sounds the same. It all's all coming from like that. 2000s Atlanta time it you know where the Atlanta club scene trap music was the thing to listen to you know and that's what they were going off of or just like how everything's so poppy and shit and they got soul and funk yeah and then they come out with boom boom pow is literally the next single for their next album yeah you know after all those years I'm like that's the sign <laughs> telling right there you mm. know mm. here's your fucking sign of them selling out if they had a song that said, they don't want music. They just yeah. want that boom, boom. And then they realized it, I guess. And then made boom, boom, pow. <laughs> yeah, boom, boom, pow. Like, get the fuck out of here. And one of the most annoying songs is that goddamn, I got a feeling that tonight's got a... No well, they joke. brought in Fergie. It was catchy right away. Yeah, they brought in Fergie, and that's yeah. when things just changed. Because at first, Fergie wasn't in the group. Oh, yes. Fergie changed the whole, mm-hmm. whole, the whole dynamic of, of the all. group. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And that's what got me into it, too, because I loved her voice. Yeah. But, man, um, and I got a song. I had to sing it for, at a friend's birthday party on karaoke. Uh-huh. They just gave me the mic and gave me a song, and it had to be that one. That's when I noticed how bland that the lyrics are. It's so stupid. Monday, 
Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday to Sunday. Like, oh my God, could you pick more boring song to karaoke to? Yeah. Oh shit, that but, was torture. Yeah, and I would say the people of uh, Caucus love that. <laughs> I guess everybody <laughs> likes that. Their yeah. own shit, I guess. Yeah. Some they people like the simplicity. They did. I I couldn't. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. It's a no um, for me, dog. Yeah, it's definitely a no for me. I don't even know what I was listening to at that time. Hey, Google. What was I listening to at that time? <laughs> no, man. Oh, it doesn't she, know your memories. She heard dude. that. It Aww. doesn't know your memories, man. It just knows facts. Man. Hey, Google. When did I Got a Feeling come out? I Got a Feeling was released on June 3rd, 2009. 2009. 2009. 10 so years ago. I was listening to. Oh, man. I was listening to like older stuff, like 2004, 2003 stuff, mm-hmm. um, heavily into underground hip hop. Uh, so I was not listening to that shit mm. for sure. I was still, I wouldn't say I was just listening. I was definitely just discovering more underground stuff at the time. Pretty much Tech 9 was my gateway into this whole like, okay. oh, there's, you don't have to be like heavily promoted to be a good artist. You know, yeah. I was like 10 years old at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, there's other music out there that's not really being shown the proper light of day, I guess, exposure. Yeah. yeah. That are just as good as anything that you would hear on the radio. Right. Kind of thing. That's what really got me into more independent type artists and things yeah. like that but i think yeah that's when i, I started commercially sound back then though, listening sure. to yeah i was not i was i just got out of it rocking with it i was <laughs> partying like a rock star okay i, I was fucking two-stepping okay two-step i got a two-step i would i think bedrock came out then the beats right away but i did like bedrock turn the 180 and one of the lyrics of it you know bedrock yeah 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 I'm, oh i was dude i was the hugest Lil wayne fan Really? Now I I can't listen to him. Really. <laughs> I respect him as a legend. I think he definitely is a legend for sure. My Super bad, successful. guys. Fuck, this is not wrestling. A, this is not a music podcast, it is, is it? Not, no, it's not. <laughs> I was going to well, say shit. his sound set performance was trash. But can, can we segue Lil Wayne into a wrestling thing? No, he's never made an appearance. Did he ever do wrestling? I don't no. think he did. Flow Rider, that's the guy. And Wallace. Oh God. Fucking Flow Rider. Oh. Uh, but while he's cool, I like how he makes cameos. Anyways, so, uh, I'm over here like crying. Um, so third fall, right? Yeah, third fall, which I finally uh, educated Logan on what a fall was. Fuck, I was thinking like third count. That's why I kept making that. Oh, we kicked out a two joke. Yeah, I'm like, huh? It's the intro song that I made that just because <laughs> I got the one, two, three. Yeah, now that, that would be a fall. That won't fall though. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was thinking, three count is the same as three falls. I, That's dumb. all right. That's all right. Had a dumb moment. So I have a lot of them. Probably ninety <laughs> percent of my life. <laughs> uh, we are not uh, wrestling promoters. We are not. Um, not yeah. But uh, say that literally about anything. <laughs> not yet. But like. You're not murderers. Not yet. Whoa. Make it a night, bitch. Yeah. Like that. I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> <go on>. Um <laughs> <laughs> I gotta show you this clip that uh my buddy Ryan does where this guy was like, Hey man, you just want a boxing match, how do you feel? He's like, I'm gonna go home, 
I'm gonna <laughs> break my wife's hip. <laughs> it's like, whoa, she's gonna oh, feel the pain. Yeah, she's gonna feel. The, she's gonna feel like my face right now. Whoa, it's no, he pain. won. He was cool well, he about still it. Still, doesn't mean pain free after a win. True. Um, my bad. So wrestling, we're not promoters. <laughs> we're not. Uh, you know, and we're just fans. You know, just fans, I mean, man. I commentate, but like, I wouldn't say I like. Wouldn't know the first thing about how to run a wrestling show. Yeah. So like, who are we to judge? But right. we're giving our grade. Well, we're gonna judge anyways. Damn it. Yeah. It's fun. True. But we're giving our grades as fans, what we think as fans. So, um, we really care. it's obviously a grain of salt, but we just like to do it here at Third Fall Podcast okay, a whole because. A bag of salt for mine, but. Yeah. Well, okay. You get to try a bag of salt from, from Logan. Salt. Just tongue all in there and just. <sighs> Ooh, that's dry. Bunch of salt. Mm. Like, act like you're going to do a shit ton of tequila. Just get that salt ready. And, uh, yeah. Mm. So, uh, Needs did you want water. to start with your grading of, are uh, we going to do rosters? So, shows first? we'll start Just with you, uh, NWA, right? Okay. So, we'll start with that promotion. And so far, what I've gotten was uh, nine episodes of Power. Into the Fire. Uh, Into the Fire does come out on the 14th, which I think we may order. But there's also a holiday party the going on here at the house. house. Pretty good. Yeah, these lights are. Where do you order sorry. this? Is it just hey, on basic? Hey Google. Uh, like a we, basic pay per view. What? Yeah, on Fight TV. Hey Google, can we get red lighting, please? Sorry, I can't find any lights that can change color. Oh yeah, how about the ones that are changing color at this I moment know. right now? Hey Google? Google, change the office lights to red. There, there we go. go. Now it's like the fiend. And it is. It's a Bray Wyatt match. Is he coming Now it's not trippy. Right oh my god. Me? Dip! <laughs> <laughs> With that weird noise. Yeah. <laughs> or that. <laughs> He's behind me. We always. Like we always. Dip! Like that. Yeah, that <laughs> just funny. Uh, but anyway. It's the fiend Bray Wyatt. And it's a lot better than the. Because uh, I kept looking up there. And I was like. Almost like. Felt like I was going to like. Faint or something. It was weird. Oh, I did uh, change Rainbow, it. Yeah, could give you seizures due to all that flashing lights. Maybe, but uh, I got. Yeah, I think I was we like, changed that. Ooh, wait. Just kind of felt like a fucking huh? discotheque or some shit, you know. Um, my bad. So NWA has uh, well, the main roster that I see: Trevor Murdoch, Nick Aldis, um, Ken Anderson. Um, there's the tag team of uh, Aaron Stevens and uh, Question Mark. Boom, There's, boom, Cole Cabana. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Um, Lance Storm. Yeah, I was going to say Lance Storm. <laughs> Thank you. No, not quite Lance. Uh, the best wrestler they have going right now, the question mark. Yeah. And that was the tag team with Aaron Stevens. Whoa. I typed in NWA and it was like, you mean Dr. Dre? Ice well, Cube? I mean, yeah. It's kind of the... I'm glad they're doing it now where NWA isn't relevant anymore to mean okay. the group, you know? And I'm not getting it confused. Like, I don't even really think about it that much that NWA is the rap group now. But when I heard it back in the day, I was like, that was so off-putting because I never knew about the NWA until I already knew about the rap group NWA. Mm. I was like, what the hell? It's <laughs> <laughs> not a good wrestling name. It meant the same thing as the group's name. <laughs> Where is oh there it is official website. 
Uh, I give them a bonus for having the best theme song for opener show. Yeah, dude, that's that song is fire, dude. It's into the fire, but it's fire. <laughs> it gets in my head all the time. Yeah, I do love that theme song. It's a lot better than "Are you ready for a good time?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh man, I I like ACD, but ACDC, but no, no, that's not a good theme song for your flagship show. For some reason, their main roster is like not on their website at all. Hmm. I think we pretty much named everybody. <laughs> There's not that much because well, it's only an hour show. You can only have so much talent. Yeah. But I guess female wrestlers, Camille. Yeah. They just got Melina. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa, which I really enjoy her. Uh, and they have like so Bell, many others. But do like Allison Kay. You never know. Like who's all on there? So we're just going off that's of what we know. That's the cool part too. You never know who's gonna show up. Kind of a mystery. I wonder if it's because like this is a mobile thing that it's like doing that for. Uh-huh. Request desktop site, please. Please, sir. I must see who is on your roster. As far as like the grading goes to the roster, uh, I'd give it a solid B, I guess. It's pretty decent. I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little. I think it could be better, to be honest. I think the talent really fits what the show's about. The aesthetic fits. The characters very fit in the show very well. Uh-huh. It's cool. And I do like... I do care for these characters, but at the same time, it's kind of lacking like that star power, you know? It's not really getting like, you know, the Will Ospreys or any of these other indie darlings and stuff. It's just like this pool of talent that really matches the vibe that they're setting. Okay. So that's why I would give it a B because it's it fits, but it's not like... The supreme athlete, like it's not like these superstars that you've been wanting to see for your whole life. For, yeah, you know, like yeah. I like Nick Aldis. I think he's great, but he's a great NWA champion. He fits the mold so well. But as far as like his overall ability compared to other people out there, like said uh, Osprey and even like Naito, it's New Japan talent. You know, like their talent was crazy even after even the AEW split and everything like that. <clears throat> just comparing it to all these other shows who have way more talent. Obviously, WWE has such a bigger roster than NWA, but I, I do like what they're doing. I think it's it's fitting for their show, and I think they've picked out of the remaining talent, basically, from what's left after all these top stars go into these other shows. They did a good job at casting, I would say. Yeah, I mean, you got some E guys in their roster. Like I said, Trevor Murdoch, Ken Anderson. He's a perfect fit. Aaron Stevens. Anderson's perfect fit. Um, who else? So far, that's like it from what I can remember. Yeah, three, I guess. If I can remember anybody else, he'll come up. But for now, like, they got some E guys. They got some new talent in uh, Ricky Starks. Um, question mark who, well. I, I, <laughs> I don't feel like he's new talent. That doesn't sound right, but it's a new yeah. character for sure. It's yeah. probably a very old guy behind this. No, stuff, he's it? he's rather young. I yeah. I don't know his name off the top of my you head. See but what he looks like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That kind of ruins it. For me. Has he got like a real name? Yeah. Yeah. Like he I actually worked. Okay. I don't even want to know. I want the mystery. Okay. <laughs> fine. Um. <laughs> one day. I want the mystery, damn it. One day you'll find out who the question marker really is. I will unmask him myself. <laughs> hey, who are you? I'm from Mongovia. Yeah. Volcano Island. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty tight. I'm a mysterious guy. <laughs> um, And so overall, man, like, I think the roster, what they have for who they're showing, like, like Coca Bana, 
who was a ROH guy. Um, and like a legend, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, James legend. Storm, who's Impact guy. Another legend. Um, E-Guy, you know? Short E-Guy, like short-lived. Yeah, he had like two matches on yeah. NXT, won them both, and was like, Still, peace. like one of those indie legends, or yeah. minor show legends. Yeah. I like, is TNA technically indies? Is anything that's not WWE or AW right now indies? Uh, I would say TNA isn't, because it was NWA TNA at one point, and then it became TNA and an Impact and now it's impact still but i was i would consider it like a main show like it's yeah competing with WWE. yeah because you're I signing a written contract yeah to like stay like, i although i think cable's obsolete i think if you have a cable a weekly episodic television show you are part of the big leagues you mm. know? well nwa doesn't they have youtube that's but they still have a weekly episodic thing they have a platform. yeah so that mm-hmm. makes sense. They're doing it in a different way, which yeah. I think is the better way. Yeah, this, like, they're doing something that's more innovative and better, mm-hmm. and like the the way the future's going. They don't have to worry about a goddamn TV deal. Yeah, I don't know if they're actually getting YouTube have, like, money either though for it. Hmm? I don't think they're getting YouTube money either for it. I mean, their mm-hmm. their views are only like eighty six thousand. Yeah, and I wouldn't say they're necessarily competing with AW or no, because they do it on Tuesdays, which is an open time slot. Right, and, and it's it, like, of course, they're not going to make anywhere near as much money. Yeah, you know, like, and it's like... I don't know, but TNA always wanted to... They always promoted themselves like they were the second in the lead. But I would say Ring of Honor is over them, you know? And they don't really have, like, a... They have. Do they have weekly shows? Yeah, it's on the CW. It is, that's right. See, shit, I don't know. Don't Here in Minnesota, up, which is, uh, see, the Frog. That's technically an indie show, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it doesn't matter. I would talk about this why I, we that's why we had that disclaimer in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> would I call TNA a, a anything? Uh, no, ROH yes, but um, that's because ROH that's classifies TNA, themselves would, as indies, right? Would you mm-hmm. classify Ring of Honor bigger than TNA? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know. They're pretty even to me. <laughs> that's my opinion. But same, same like fan base but anyway i digress um but their roster for nwa um i would probably give it a mm, c like yeah i feel like there's a lot more generous with that shit too (laughs) because i mean it's it's just too small of a talent pool to really give a good grade on it too i mean they're lacking superstars to be honest they got some legends in the indies but yeah they got some decent people like Tim Storm and, and and whatnot, like they're trying to make new stars, and I Changing get mine and, to a C plus, and I, I'm gonna be nicer than you, but not as generous as I was before. <laughs> <laughs> C plus, yeah, mine is just a straight, a straight C. Um, they can do better in finding new talent. There is a lot of good people, like you know, good talent out there still that they can maybe figure out something. I don't know, but nonetheless, I'm not like, sure what they would need right now though, either. Yeah, I mean, just more guys, I guess. Maybe yeah. So like maybe I'm being too harsh, but I still give it yeah. a C. <clears throat> yeah, forgot like if as far as rating, like we got to think about the other shows too and how they're doing. Yeah. So as far as pulling talent, they did a good job booking what their vibe is, but at the same time, uh, there's so maybe much more your, talent out there, dude. Maybe your B isn't so bad. It was like B minus. I'll say B minus. I'm gonna compromise with my old compromise. <laughs> <laughs> my double compromise. Meet myself in the middle. As you can tell, I'm really indecisive. Yeah. 
Super. So good at making decisions, dude. I'm still keeping it to C. I am being harsh. All right, B minus. So like, final, final so answer. like, yeah, it's harsh, but I'm just sticking with it. Fucking dick. Huh. That's why you the heel, dude. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> me saying that makes me feel like I'm the heel. Yeah. You How do you know dick. if you're the heel? Seth Rollins disease. <laughs> Burn it down. Burn <laughs> it down. My career. I'm burning my career down. Oh God. <laughs> Does he really sound nerdy? Oh, he's super nasally. Aflac. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, you can always go to Aflac if it's not going well. And so I guess like with 2019 like presentation, like um, they did the modest show here. They got like... Um, that was cool. That was interesting. Nine episodes of Power. Mm, yep. For the season finale. So I don't think they're going to do a show next week for some reason. But well, because Into the Fire is on the 14th. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, when does season two start? Show this week, so, right? Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when season two starts or what that's all about, but it was the season finale mm-hmm. this week. How do you think their storytelling's been? Uh, a little bit wonky. Um, I'm thinking so too. Like they just automatically like oh because of the on air segments though so like that's their fault also yeah. which hurts them. Um, because like Glenn Storm had to or Jesus James Storm had to point all that <laughs> out. <laughs> James Thorne had a point like all that out like on air segment on air segment like I won this match like which is why I'm number one contender which is mm-hmm. why like I'm here bro- boasting myself like I beat these people I've done these things and you guys are constantly like not showing it or giving me credit which okay this part of the story since they did do that angle you know like no is that I, worth that I think they I think like that's they worked it into I think angle? they used him yeah as a cover up like yeah. here's why because I think mostly it was like Cornette Politic- politicking or what no like it's just him being offensive and them having to like cut oh. cut like yeah. certain things because of like Cornette or like just like issues technical difficulties whatever it may be like maybe they just did, ran out of time and couldn't feel like show that part of the match I don't know whatever it is um, they just couldn't do it yeah I, I mean I kind of agree with the storytelling, it's like some of it's pretty good, some of it's kind of like it, it doesn't go deep enough to me to like it just very kind of scrapes the surface of what's of like why these guys are in rivalries together and stuff like that. Yeah, it's been a little loose with that. The only real consistency they did was like Marty Bell and Allison K, how she turned on her. Yeah, kind of thing they brought more emotion into that one, I guess, a little bit, but it's yeah, like, when you, you know, it's like. It's kind of trying to catch people up to speed too much because of your new show. So yep. then you're like, you're, they're trying to make these angles where like, oh yeah, we were best friends all of our life. It's like, really? We're, you probably just met each other. <laughs> you know? But I, I don't know. I just feel like with an hour, yeah, it's hard to probably create in v- stories that are really going to capture you and captivate you. And it's weird. Like the first couple of weeks, I really, really did enjoy the show a lot being like, this was so fresh and so new. It was like a, it felt like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. But I do feel that since over time, it's kind of lost its luster a little bit with me. Yeah. I still think it's a good show. I'm still gonna tune in every week. And see, yeah. See how it goes. But it's nothing like innovative. It's not reinventing the wheel at all. You You're know? right. That's not the, That's not what they're trying to be. Because obviously they're trying to be a throwback. Yeah. The studio set is like phenomenal. I the think way it's they, a great idea. The way they did that. I love the way they do that. Um, I just say uh, just try to get me more invested with the storyline. I guess I, I try I mean, to it's too. It's only it's only the first nine nine weeks, so I mean, 
you just gotta wait for them to really develop these rivalries with these other guys and it's a small pool of dudes so you can really try to get something long standing but I think yeah. it's too early to judge to be yeah. honest like yeah. it's too early to judge how the storytelling is going because they've uh, only been around for nine weeks like, yeah but Dave like already like crapped the last two episodes away like episode nine yeah. was like really weird but and they had the sick of eight cornet was and stuff, awful so, like, they're kind of free balling it at that point right? yeah but yeah. you know mm-hmm. like and then on top of that, like, Nick Aldis hasn't really been defending the world title. He's been winning by roll-ups and sneak victories. And, like, yeah, he's a heel. Very old-school shit. So but it's like... Too. But it's like... Well, WWE's doing that, too, all the time. Yeah. But it's like getting, like... There's nothing, like, that's setting you apart from anything. Right. Mm-hmm. As far as the in-ring work is concerned, it's very... Yeah. Different. You... It's very... The style's very old-school. Well, here's my thing, though. For some people. Like... Nick Aldis, like, presents himself as a champion when he's, like, in the studio, like, mm-hmm. on the mic and stuff like that. But when he's, like, in these matches, he's, like, winning by roll-ups and pinfalls. But, like, his matches aren't all that good. Yeah. I, I think he's got a good look. He's got a, especially for, like, what I think of an NWA champion looks like. I, I, I imagine a gimmick like his. Yeah. It's, like, gentleman, like, Englishman kind of dude. Mm-hmm. And I kind of agree with you in, as far as that. It's like he's, he's solid. He's solid in the ring, but he's like not really putting on anything spectacular. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know. He kind of blurs that line between heel and face. I don't know if he's intentionally doing it or not. Which like, is he trying to? Is he a face right now? Uh, I, no. That's the thing. Like, no, he's not. No. Well, at least I don't. Th- like, I don't think see, like he gets booed. I feel like right. Maybe people just initially cheer for the people that they just really like, regardless of a face or heel kind of thing. Maybe. And then they start booing them later, kind of like what they did with uh, who who was they were trying to make a heel, but it was just way too over as a in WWE, um, way too over as a face. Where oh. they were like, "Well, Elias, I guess." Yeah. How that everybody cheered his ass, and then he get him to boo him later. Hmm. I kind of thought that Aldis was doing kind of the same thing. Maybe I highly doubt it, though. I think he's just like. Talking his talk. I thought James Storms was totally the heel. No. Because Cabana beat him, which Cabana was the face. Mm Mm-hmm. So they just turned him face in like a week? Yeah. It's kind of weird. By him getting like... He said he was like thrown into the title match, which he didn't want. He didn't want a title match? Oh, the Cabana thing? Yeah. Like it was a conspiracy for that. It was a conspiracy for this. And now like because he keeps getting worked over, like they just turned that face by him like losing. Mm -hmm. But like because he lost the world, the national title, he gets like a number one contendership match and wins that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I do think they got some shit to work out for sure. Definitely. But this has a lot of potential to be a good show. Yep. So maybe not a full alternative to any other show, but a great like extra thing to watch. Yeah, you know, on Tuesdays, you know. Yeah, and I don't know what they've been doing like with all the other ones, uh, like all like past the twenty nineteen up until now. Like I know they've been having like their thing. Like Aldis was doing the ten pounds of uh, gold crusade and working his territory thing, like he does, and which he's been doing now with Modest, and um, he's defended the title at All In, right? Against Cody? Yeah. He didn't... He def- Yeah, he put the title on the line, but he lost. Cody won that match. Yeah, Cody won the title. Like, it was and his first time. And back, apparently. Yeah, later on, yeah. like... Yep. That's the first time I saw Nick Aldis, actually, was mm. in that match. Mm. That's dope, man. I gotta see him in person. He was an E-guy. Hmm? He was an E-guy. 
Was he? Yeah. Who was he? Um, I don't know if he was just Nick Aldis. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, the more you know, you learn something new every day. We got judge another one. Uh, yeah. Um, so I guess all in all, I mean, my overall grade, um, presentation also gets a C. So both. Yeah, I, know. I would say. Let's see. I gave their roster B minus. I would say their storylines presentation. I'll give it this the same B minus, because I like the vibe. The aesthetic is a big plus for me. But just the content, I guess, within it needs to be improved on a bit better. Go a bit deeper. You mm-hmm. gotta kind of figure it out since it's only an hour long, but and you still want to put enough wrestling in there to still be a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's gonna be a tricky balance to kind of balance that. But I think they could they could definitely improve. And it's in its in in its infancy right now. It's even newer than fucking AW. So that's saying something. True. Uh, so he was Brutus Magnus. That sounds familiar. Magnus? Yeah. Magnus, he was like TNA also. Ah, oh, yeah. That's why it looks so goddamn familiar when I first saw him mm-hmm. as Nick Aldis. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's a good choice on his part, I guess, to go indie. At least he's a champion. Yeah. He's caring more about his craft and not just the paycheck. He has. He uh, lost he his tone a little bit, but he's like, yeah. I think, worked that into more of his ring style. So, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, it's working out for him. Um, he's married to Mickey James. Lucky guy. <laughs> um, let's go. Uh, what's the next show? So, uh, so we then e we got AEW, which AEW their roster. Oh, uh, should we name off some people? We got Le Champion, Chris Jericho. Yeah. SCU. They're all the elite. We'll just say the elite. Yeah, their <laughs> tag the division's circle. really strong. Strong ass tag division, dude. Mm-hmm. Made me Only fall six in love teams with the though, tag but matches again. really strong. Yeah, that tournament was really good. Lucha, uh, Lucha Bros, Jurassic Express, Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, which I love that they have <laughs> him in their roster, man. Yeah, and uh, I'd say their weak point is their women's division. Okay, which, I mean a lot of people on the internet already are pointing out. Yeah, they just they just have a lot of talent that's been unseen, yeah. so they're really gonna have to try hard to build some characters, which I think they're doing an okay job. You know, some yeah. things are questionable, like the aforementioned uh, Brandy Rhodes thing. That we'll is see weird. How that goes, you know, but uh, I don't know. They're doing too many random tag matches. I think with just a bunch of singles competitors for the women's division, that can be done right, but you kind of have to know who these guys are yeah. to be invested in that match. Yeah, you can't just be like. I think that was Sakura's first match. The lady that dresses up like a uh, uh, queen. Um, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah. She was in her first match was like a tag match. Hmm. It's like, eh. I mean, yeah, it's a good way to introduce new talent. There's only so many matches, so you can put extra people out there. But at the same time, like, it's hard to really focus on that person. Right. Or like even be invested in that match when you don't know anybody in it. Right. They did. They did that for quite a lot of women's matches. I I want to say. But uh, as far as like the talent on the guy's side, top it's literally the the like almost all of the top indie guys, unless you were the top indie guys in those other shows. Like those are pretty much all the people that didn't shift over were the ones that are that had belts already in the in the current promotions and were treated well, you know. Yeah. 
uh, like the mainstays in New Japan and, and yep. Jay Lethal and uh, who else? Oh, Marty Scroll. You know, he probably had a contract or something still. He was doing that villain enterprises and stuff. I know he's going to come over eventually. Mm-hmm. Which I think he might be the head of the bunny butcher blade thing. Okay. If they can somehow maybe, maybe fill him in as like a enterprise, a villain enterprise thing, that'd be really yeah. dope. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know when his contract's up or anything like that. Yeah, as far as talent, though, they got the best that WWE didn't have, <laughs> you know? So, the jumping over with Moxley was really good. Chris Jericho is literally the best pickup you could get to start your show off with some legitimacy. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, literally, I mean I, I, I mean, I was already invested in the whole Elite thing before this whole, before knowing Chris Jericho signed, but hearing that Chris Jericho signed, I knew how big it would be for just, like, someone like my dad. To yeah. get into it. Yeah. Who's like, oh, there's AEW. I don't really know. Like, he, he knows wrestling. He's very, like, he grew up on, like, the AWA and all that kind of old stuff. Okay. So, then he watched wrestling with me through my childhood. Uh-huh. But, like, I was telling him about this new show. But then when I mentioned Chris Jericho, I could tell it sparked, it sparked his interest a bit more. And I, he actually checked it out and stuff. And he's like, God, this is incredible. Like, yeah. as far as, like, he was mind blown by just the in ring work of everybody else, you know. Yeah, yeah. But Chris Jericho brought him into it a little bit. Yeah. You know? So, I, man, I would give it a God, like I would say B plus A minus range. I okay. would say they could still do some couple extra pickups. I would say, or you know, like wait for some contracts to end up. I I don't know who would leave on E. That's more important than like say Dean Ambrose. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you could get a bigger pickup than that right now. Right. But man, I would say. B plus. If they could get some New Japan guys, maybe like a Naito, or I mean Okada would never leave. But if they got Jay White or something too, or just Jay Lethal, yeah, that would bump me up to like that A minus. Will Osprey. If they get Will Osprey, they're in the A range. <laughs> I would say, God, it's leaning A minus, but I'm gonna say B plus to be to be okay. more critical. You know? Okay. Fuck it, A minus. <laughs> I would. I would say B. Plus. Yeah? Yeah. B plus for sure. Um, I really like what Darby Allen's doing. Um, Darby, yes. Another great talent. Uh, Joey or Janela. I was going to say Joey Allen. They just have such a good collection of every style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You got your Brawlers. You got your Janela, your, your, your Havocs, your uh, fucking Moxleys. Then you got your high-flying guys, your Phoenix, your um, fucking... Luchasaurus, I guess, is a really high flyer. Well, Jungle Boy. Lucha. Yeah, Jungle Boy is Marco high Stunt. Marco Stunt. Well, the Private Parties. Sammy Guevara. Flyers. Yeah, they, they got those guys. They got the technical guys. And they even have, like, some poached WWE talent that they made better, like Moxley. Jake, uh, Jake Hager. Sean Spears. Jake Hager, exactly. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they made Chris Jericho better. Chris Jericho made Chris Jer- Jericho better, you know? Yeah. He's his own thing, but yeah, man. Solid lineup. Yeah, so I would. <clears throat> I was like, they didn't put on pretty good matches, even for like the TV stuff, which we'll jump to production in. Um, the TV stuff that they've been doing with Dynamite and All In and Fighter Fest, and um, we've watched uh, what was the uh, Full Gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have one more maybe in December, or no? I don't think so. Maybe. Wow. They might do monthly pay-per-views. I think they should. Yeah. They're going to even try to... Maybe. They're not really competing with WWE because that's like a million... Well, uh, yeah. I guess they're, 
They're almost on even ground, to be honest. But I, as far as like funding goes, because they're both billionaires that are running the show. But it's going to be a hard thing to compete so quickly. Yeah. You know? But having a monthly show is going to be huge. And they already are competing pretty damn quickly. They already yeah. won the ratings battle for the first few like, weeks. Yeah. They, the, I think since they day just one. started losing a little bit. Really? They were losing around that Survivor Series there. Oh. For the, just like a couple of weeks, I think. Hmm. I don't know who's winning now again, but... Yeah, they won like the first three weeks. NXT kind of took over just for two weeks. And both are supposed to have uh, some really good matches here uh, over the next few weeks. Um, oh, Damian Priest got referenced on Dynamite 2. Did he? Yeah, I guess so. As Damian Priest or Punishment Martinez? Um, Which I fucking hate that name. I'm kind of, I don't even like Damian Priest's name that much, but it's better than Punishment Martinez. It's never like that. <laughs> Sounds too hokey. <laughs> MJF needs new shoes, but oh, MJF! We didn't even when I was name dropping. I didn't even name drop the best heel in the company right now. Yeah, A minus for sure. <laughs> oh. At least they're botching it on two channels, man. I, I see That's what good. that's saying. So I guess Damian Priest did try to do the crossroads and it looked awful. He does his own thing. It's called the Fallen Arrow or something like that. He It's the crossroads, but in the other direction. Hmm. Instead of going over, he goes under. Oh. I don't know what he actually called it. Something about an arrow because he's like, that's his thing. He's like, it's Archer of yeah. Infamy or some shit like that. Weird. Whatever the nickname is. It's pretty gross. Yeah. That's funny, though. Hmm. Cody throwing shade. Pretty good that Cody Rhodes is. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as presentation goes for the show, I think it it's damn good. Like hmm. as far as like an upstart company, hmm. the broadcasting is very well done. There's uh, there's those live hiccups that happen, you know, like certain pauses that are kind of awkward in the commentary. Like a tuba being thrown. Tuba being thrown. Dude, that's fucking nuts. They've always Crazy been throwing shit at each other back and forth, which I find funny. Yeah. Things like that. True. You know? Or just like the, the transitional issues and things like that too sometimes. Or little difficulties, technical difficulties here and there. But like that's going to happen running a damn live show in one yeah, day. Yeah, that's crazy. true. It's hard as shit to do. It is. So I think they're doing a really good job as far as storytelling. The best storytelling in wrestling right now. So... I'm going to go with it, I'd say, equally parts and A-, minus because they have made a couple questionable calls, but I think they're doing something really great. They, just like we were talking about before, so I'm not going to beat the dead horse, but they're very concise about it, so I'm going to be concise about it as well. Yeah. I'll go with A-. minus. Yeah. I would agree and give that an A-, minus too. Um... Just because, even though like Dynamite is not a pay-per-view, they still gave it some big pay-per-view type feels. Uh, Dustin Rhodes dressing up as like a member of the Young Bucks, but like still keeping his ring attire in there. Um, I think that's a big feel. I think uh, Kenny Omega having a special entrance mm-hmm. for uh, a Dynamite was kind of a big deal. Um, Chris Jericho defending his title. To me, is a big deal. Also, you got the uh, battle royal. You got the tag team tournaments. Like, so like everything they've done, even full gear. Like, it felt like another dynamite show, but like it was still something like high energy. See, that's the thing. Like, they're almost giving us so much. I think that's like it helps them and also hinders them. Cause like, yeah, 
how are we going to get super amped for this pay-per-view that's literally this a dynamite equivalent show? Not that that's bad because the stuff they've been producing on the show has been so good mm-hmm. that it competes with their pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to get amped up for a pay-per-view that's like an episode of Dynamite, but it's hard True. to be more innovative than they already are on the mm-hmm. show. So, I mean, it's like having your cake and eating it too kind of thing. It's like, like I love where it's at right now, but it's almost a hindrance too yeah. about how can they do better than this and what they're already giving us kind of thing. So, yep. yeah, it is a tricky situation. Yep. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Um, so, overall, I guess if you mix the two, it gets what, like a B minus or just a B? B plus even? Yeah. Just B? Okay. Maybe just B. I don't know. I don't know math. <laughs> I don't math well. I don't get grades. I don't know well, math. I thought we were Fs. I did. Let's talk about WWE then. All right. So, Shall we? roster-wise, obviously, um, great phenomenal talent. Um, talking about just all these unused. shows. Yeah, they have literally 70% of all the talent in wrestling, so. God damn. Just a lot of it's unused. Um, so, with that being said, uh, I would probably give it an A. Yeah. Minus. A. I would, I would give them a slight edge over AEW. I would have to give them an A as far as depth and talent. Not you know what? Any yeah. Of this is being super used I would, very well. But I would say that. There's so much talent on the roster. That's what blows my mind about how shitty the, the, the presentation is. We'll, yeah. We'll grade that in just a bit. Yeah. But it's like, you have all the talent, man, in the world. You're just not using them at all. Like, right. I mean, the close, like, some people are being used correctly, like Adam Cole. And yeah. Adam, most of the NXT guys seem to be being used in the right way. But we've noticed time and time again, when you get that call up to the old Raw or SmackDown, you get kind of thrown in with a shuffle. And yeah, and you get lost. You get lost, dude. And it's hard, man. And I, I, it's hard to, it's almost like Vince went, stir crazy on just how much talent he wanted to be signed to like i get you got to have a lot you're trying to start developmental dudes so you're literally creating your own talent pool in a way that's going to make them more attached into the system longer you know because it's like those indie guys that know they're successful outside of the business they're as confident to leave Mm -hmm. as they were coming in being like i'm gonna be star like aj would not give a like he likes WWE right now but he wouldn't give a shit if he left yeah. No, oh, you know he's gonna make it anywhere else. Yeah. But for that young talent that went through the PC or you know Florida, went through their own performance center, he's thinking that like this company could, if they're not making me into a star here, I don't know if I have much of a star power outside. I know just being part of the WWE, WWE gives you good relevance in the Indies, but mm-hmm. it's hard to know if you you can make it on your own in the Indies if you were kind of raised in that system. You know, you yeah. didn't really know how the NEC even worked yeah. when you were already, say, wrestling in the developmentals for WWE for a few years, or maybe like five, six, seven years, and then they just shuffle you off because they had no interest in furthering any kind of story with you. And then you're like, shit, I'm going to make this character now. My right. character was what they gave me kind right. of thing instead of finding it on your own. Yeah. And I already missed those years Which to get that, you know. You see it in um, Aaron Stevens now copying like Absolutely. The Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole gimmick he's doing now. I am a famous Hollywood actor. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Then you got uh, um, just like an evolved version of his original gimmick and though to be yeah, sure. yeah, it's really weak. The whole savior of the masses thing. Yeah, I thought it was a cool idea. It was like a genius 2.0 to me, the old school genius reference. But 
Which he did like slam poetry on people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smarter than you. That's why you will lose, you fool. <laughs> Only had a job because Randy Jeez. gave him a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. What? <laughs> uh, Ross so, is great. Yeah, roster is great. Like it is but, phenomenal. Uh, um, and that's just because they have three different shows right. as AEW has won. So, we're not going to list all these people like we just did the last one. There's far too many people yeah, to bring up. But, I mean, if you take top stars, like, they have just yeah. really good talent, like Shinsuke, AJ, um, Cesaro's still good. Um, you have New Day, which is a great tag team. You have the Usos, which is a great tag team. Um, and they've been giving us that for the last four years before Dynamite came out. So, like, I would say just they had time to stockpile. So, it's not, is it fair? Yes and no. Stockpiling like crazy, um, Japan's making their own people, so like it is what it is out there. Mm-hmm. Um, with Okada and Naito, and you know now, uh, as Ryan says, um, uh, Mitohara, so Kento Mitohara or Kento Miyahara. Jeez, I don't know why I fucked that up too. I'm tired. It's like a <laughs> lot of the the talent I see though to be like Cesaro, for example. It goes to show how much I'm disliking their story. And creative because I'm just wanting for those guys to just go to AEW, but I get contracts and everything is hard to get out of. It is legally without getting tons of lawyers up in your ass. It is because they difficult. have they have endless amounts of cash where they mm-hmm. can just keep it going. Oh yeah, you break of breach of contract, we're gonna sue you for everything, dude. Just court fees alone could yeah. make me go broke. Oh, so, oh my god, they don't even have to like want to win; they just want to fuck you up financially. That's evil. So, I don't know if that counts for, like, ACH's deal or not, being that he quit WWE and now he's, like, working other See, shows. How does some people just get to quit? Yeah, I mean... I mean someone like Luke Harper gets six months added to their contract because he was hurt. Because it's and Luke Harper and he's good. Apparently not. <laughs> I mean, he is. I like him. I enjoy him. But apparently, he's not being used at all. He came up for that cameo with his with the Eric Rowan for that one match, two matches or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Back down into obscurity. Although I heard, back to the first fall, I guess, a uh, rumor that he uh, claimed his uh, indie name. He trademarked it or something or got rights to it. Who Luke Harper did? Yeah. Um, I can't remember his goddamn name now though. His indie name. Oh man, um, Bruce or uh, I was gonna say Bruiser Brody. Um, <laughs> Nope, he's kind of dead. <laughs> I shall look it up, I suppose. Hey, Google. What was Luke Harper's independent wrestling name? Luke Harper's full name is John Huber. Brody Lee. Brody Lee, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, though. He's, he looks like Bruiser Brody-ish. You know, yeah. big, burly, curly-headed, bearded guy. Yep. Brody Lee. But yeah, as far as creative, man, uh, WWE's had some problems. They even addressed those problems this time last year, remember? When uh, Vince came out with the family, with Shane and Steph, and being like, you guys are the are in control now. Things are going to change around here. Mm-hmm. And then they brought out Baron Corbin, Constable Corbin at the time, mm-hmm. and beat the shit out of him being like, you made this show shitty because you're the fake manager for the show. <laughs> and let's beat up on him and channel all of our the hate mail, basically, into this dude. 
And, oh, man, and nothing changed. Nothing changed at all. It just got worse. Shane McMahon was involved way too long in this whole shit. Like, I'm so glad he's off TV now. Like, as much as I respect Shane McMahon, as far as, like, some of the crazy shit he's done, and I obviously feel like he should be part of the company, especially if it's this family business deal. But he was trying to play his dad's angle of being this the the ultimate heel boss character, and it sucked ass, dude. It didn't help anybody. It didn't help KO at all during that whole thing. Mm. They tried to make this whole PG Austin feud thing. They gave KO the stunner and everything, but it did not fly like that. I don't know. Just he was so annoying. The best in the world shit was annoying as hell. But I don't know. This year's been up and down. I I, I wanted to say the WrestleMania was good, but that was because of the Kofi moment. But now that Kofi moment's been totally trashed because of what they did <laughs> in the first episode of True. the SmackDown. Yep. So it's like all that ended in seven seconds on a, on the first TV show ever. So like a lot of new fans, first impression of Kofi is that he just got squashed by Brock Lesnar. And it just didn't, that didn't do shit for him at all. Yeah. Like they, oh my God, they never built up somebody so fast as a top guy and then squandered. Right. So, man, I'm super frustrated with all the shit they've been kind of doing. The Cain Velasquez thing. Why did they squash him in two minutes? Did we ever talk about this on, on Crown Jewel? Um, he was injured. Don't have him. Don't do the match. Why, why did they even do the match? Yeah, he ended up why? getting surgery like right after. Yeah. Well, they just, I, I mean, oh, the, they probably want to do something now and then because the timing was right because maybe he had availability at the time. But if the dude's hurt, don't just give him this two-minute squash match. But, oh, God, I don't know, man. He agreed to all of that, though. That's I, the thing. It's crazy. Why? Don't you kind of feel like a bitch now? No. I mean, not with that Saudi money, baby. If yeah. You make me my bitch. That's yeah. Damn sure. He, he got, like, his surgery. <laughs> you make me their bitch with that <laughs> like, Saudi dollar. You, UFC paid for his knee surgery, and then he got paid by Vince. So, okay. he's, he's chilling. Um yeah. As far as that goes, it's sad though. It's like, what the fuck? Presentation definitely gets like Dude. A, a C minus, maybe yeah. D. I'm almost in the D. Yeah, I'm C minus. C minus. Because the fiend is the only thing good going, and they're I mean, already killing it though. That's the thing; they're already kind of hurting it. He's got three different belts now. <laughs> He's really? they burned his freaking Firefly Funhouse down already once. <laughs> and it came back. A month of him showing up. They, the Hell in the Cell match was the worst shit I've... Oh, my God. I want to go back and listen to my, my rant about that shit. <laughs> it was like a third episode. Mm. Oh, my God, dude. Man, yeah, they've done some very questionable things. They just can't seem to really get anything really going. They've had right. some good moments, though, to be honest. Especially NXT. NXT's been stellar. Mm. It's been as good as it's ever been, I want to say. And I really love the the Finn Balor era. Yeah. The old Finn Balor era, I guess, with Smojo, Shinsuke and stuff. But as far as, like, every match being entertaining, this is better. Like, as far as every match is super entertaining now. Whatever happened to that Cameron Grimes dude, though? Oh, he's still working. Yeah, I haven't seen him on an episode in a while. Uh, I, I think I get the condensed version on Hulu, so maybe I don't get uh, it. Kushida just worked him. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen came back in a while, either. He came back from injury. Mm, that makes sense. His mm. back, right? Huh? There's something with his back, right? I think so. Yeah. Something to that effect. But, see, I want to grade NXT individually on at least this. 
roster, like we'll count that all as one. But their presentation, NXT, that's probably an A minus. Yeah. Yeah, because th- their storytelling's good. It's very well driven. I love the undisputed era business they're doing. They do a lot of like kind of stuff just happens type shit too. Mm. Not as much as SmackDown and Raw that are notorious for it, you know. Yeah. Um, but they're a bit more consistent. They still have that cult-like feel. It's still kind of there. Um, they put over at Survivor Series, which I think that was a there's a good story move. I think because like yeah, it does kind of diminish their own brands a bit. But we all know Raw and SmackDown are the main shows. Right. So to get NXT out of that developmental label, I guess that they were born with, basically that this was the minor leagues. Now they can be like, "Yo, we're just as good as everybody else," and I think they needed to be treated as such. So mm. I'm kind of glad that Vince knew that and, and decided to go with that. Has to have them win Survivor Series. So. I think they can change for the better because they have all the talent in the world to make something good out of this. Yeah. But I would give their presentation for Raw and SmackDown, yeah, a C minus. Okay. C minus for sure, if not a D plus. That's fair. Um, so overall, I mean, WWE sucks. <laughs> but they could be so good. That's why, that's the frustrating part. That's why I get so angry about it sometimes because it's like you have all the tools. All the tools, all the money, all the resources. Why can't you produce something good? Just yeah. Like fucking big corporates. You know, why yeah. can't you do something good for them? You have all the resources to be a good person. Just have them fucking dick still. Wrestle some good matches. That's all you need. Like, eight, that's all AEW is doing is just throwing on good matches. Yeah. That's the, that's the main difference that you see is that, like, I think WWE's mindset is like, oh, we must improve. And yeah, they're creative and their storylines need to improve. But what they do to do that instead, instead of just making a good match and maybe being like, wow, this, ma-, like, AW can just throw get together a match with no storyline at all. And it would be such a good match that they could make a storyline out of it. Yeah. You could do the same thing with Raw. Like, not every single match needs that giant backstory or something like that. Right. You know, like, right. they could have just put fucking Chad Gable in some matches like they did in the King of the Ring. They didn't have to do this whole shorty G thing. Yeah. Like they're going too over with it. They're thinking to improve their writing, they should write more. And they like throw more garbage at the fucking wall, see what sticks. You know, like yeah. that's not the way they should really look at the quality. Or sometimes they should maybe even just take a step back from the storyline and let things happen more organically. You know? Yeah. I mean, Vince is known to rip up a damn script 30 minutes before the show. So it's like you should be a bit more free free with it you know like AEW yeah. feels like they're there's no script like Jer- jericho said it countless times on like podcasts and stuff or interviews he's like there's really no script or anything they're kind of just seeing what is uh what's working like what what they've been kind of dishing out and what's sticking so they can keep going back to it mm-hmm. they're not just like throwing a bunch of junk out there they're just being smart about it they're seeing what's resonating with the fans or they're just kind of naturally letting their little things they do on a weekly show kind of build into something else they're just they're making it more organic and that's the thing it feels so saturated and commercialized and homogenous I don't know I don't know the right word but like so factory made in WWE it's always mm-hmm. just so typical I think that's what Moxley said the, the right. best in interviews so right. typical like one guy comes out cuts a promo in the beginning of the show the next guy comes out has a rebuttal for that dude's promo that sets up the match for the night the main event it's like the same thing every week and mm-hmm. it's like, 
Be more innovative, dog. Yeah, right. They used to do it back in the day. I mean, Attitude Era, they did throw a lot of shit out there, but I was so young that I kind of ignored all that, to be honest. <laughs> Still was the best era because of the characters, but some of the stories, man, I <laughs> suspect for sure. Right. Um. So, with that being said, I guess our top three would be uh, WWE coming in third, I guess. Uh, well, for me, I TNA will come in third. WWE uh, will come in second, just by a smidge. Um, and then AEW. But yeah, in your I'd, case... I'd the same, although I don't really watch Impact that much. I've seen some bits. and Like, I remember watching... Or, did I say Impact. TNA? Yeah. NWA. NWA. Yeah. I was going to say, we didn't do TNA. No. That's why I'm like, why do you say, like, uh? Why not New Japan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, NWA okay, yeah. would... Uh, Third, be uh, third, yeah. and then WWE just by a smidge, like by NXT's by like really a plus. Saving it. NXT's yeah, really saving it. and and uh, two hundred five live joining that that show is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, AEW, um, surprisingly, even though they have the WWE has better talent, um, AEW just putting on a better product. Even better though it's been product, like a couple man. months, um, it's just still it's been not something great. About the talent, it's about what you do with it. You know, yeah, that's the main. Thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not wasting any talent. So what do you got coming up? Ah, this Sunday, I've got the Christmas edition of my monthly show, Minneapolis yeah. at Art Wolf, Minneapolis on Cedar Avenue. Yeah. Um, come out to that. Doors are at seven. There's an open mic afterwards. The show's from eight to ten. Um, it's gonna be really cool. Tyler Berry's gonna be closing the show tonight, and he's got something very special planned for you guys. Can't spoil it, but it's gonna be dope. I'm going to decorate the stage and everything to make yeah. it look all Christmas-themed. Uh, wear your ugly sweaters. That's for damn sure. So if you come and put on that ugly sweater. Um, what else do I got going on? I think that's it for this month, man. I've got a lot of holidays and stuff, so i got to make sure I'm available for all that, Jay. Uh, this Friday, um, there's a wrestling show. Uh... Midwest All Star Wrestling. Check them out on Facebook. Um, I think it's Angels to Demons. No, uh, can't remember. Oh, Poorhouse. Uh, uptown or one of downtown. The downtown, yeah. Yep. So that has more space than Uptown. It's like what? <laughs> but, or maybe it's Uptown. No, nah, no way. Okay, so yeah, Downtown. It's too small. The, okay. the, the Downtown one. Yeah, whatever. it's not all that big either, though. But I've do, not, we've done a show a, there. Spot up. I mean, I guess there's upstairs. Have, they both have an upstairs, but just being at those shut up and raps that were at the uptown poorhouse, this is just a stage. I see a bunch of tables and shit. It's I see. Harder. They could. I mean, you could. It, man, I didn't think they could do it in modest, but I forgot about that whole background. That area. whole tap. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Um, and then uh, check out our t-shirts. Still on sale. Fifteen bucks. I have mediums to 3X, or we have mediums to 3X. Absolutely, man. Those third fall podcasts looking good on that Gray shirt. Gray and black. black. The black looks really good. nice. Yeah. Cop yeah. one of them motherfuckers. <laughs> um, um, 14th of December. Yeah. Nacho Suave. Our homies got a show. December 20th. Oh, December 20th. Yeah. Yeah, what am I thinking? Yep. I'm thinking of some other show that's on the 14th. Into the Fire is on the 14th. Yeah. I know yeah. there's some other local shows going on. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, Nacho Suave is December 20th at Can't Can Wonderland, the um, holiday party. He booked, he booked uh, Go Radio's Chaz Kangas, mm-hmm. who's a very known Christmas celebrator. 
So he's like, he's basically Mick Foley with the celebrations. Awesome. He's super into Christmas, so he's going to bust out such a great rap. He's so funny, man. He's so witty. Love that dude. Shout out Chas Kangas. That's dope. He might be listening. He's super dope, super huge wrestling fan. So. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. Super he does listen. Uh, email me. <laughs> Unpoppermedia at gmail.com. Let me know if you're interested into a, in a t-shirt. I have gray and black, like we mentioned. Um, we'll probably post it up on the Facebook page of Unpopular Media. Um, Facebook.com forward slash Unpopular Media. You can catch the t-shirts there. Um... Ah, I'll be selling some Logan Michaels merch as well. That's right. Got my first uh, investment into some merch of my artist named Logan Michaels. Um, I bought some crew necks. So if you're part of my crew neck crew, I'll be selling them on my website. Yeah. Uh, probably just throw my Venmo out there or some shit. Yeah, I or got me a great one. Me if you want one, man, they're going to be $30. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I say that way too much. Um, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. I'm going to get some sleep. So is Logan. My brain is fried. And like yeah, that. I'm backwards all day. And I yeah, still got to work in the morning. Backwards. So, whoa. Um, Same, man. <laughs> so, peace, y'all. Have a good night. And peace. don't forget, unpoppermedia at gmail.com. We got t-shirts for sale. Peace. All right. Get them teased, dog. <laughs>